Adult content intended for an adult audience only. Content of stories is purely fiction and not intended to be used for anything but enjoyment for those who enjoy these topics and situations. If you don't agree with the themes and the tags, please do not listen to the story. All characters engaging in sexual relationships or activities are 18 years old or older. Contains explicit words, thoughts, and ideas. This story was found on a free website and brought to audio form here. I did not write and take no credit for this story. Please visit the link above to further support this writer. Hubris of Youth by Illichy Thoughts 6308 Chapter 01 I was walking my dog the first time I saw her. Well, that's not exactly true, but at the time I thought it was. It's true I was walking my dog, but it wasn't really the first time I saw her. I didn't realize it at the time, but I had seen her hundreds of times, just never in person. My mother and I had recently moved into this neighborhood, and this was one of the first times I had walked socks, our little female beagle, throughout the fresh smells of her new territory. In other words, there was more sniffing than walking in this walk. While that might be true of any walk with a dog that is bred for its ability to smell, it was particularly so today. Socks is so cute. She got her name from the white feet that almost all beagles have, which made her look like she was wearing, well, socks. Mom named her. She also once named a cat Felix, so obviously, creativity was not a requirement for naming our pets. Early spring brings out the smells that winter had held captive, and this was one of the earliest sunny days. We were making very slow progress down the street as Sox's nose made up for lost time cataloging every other dog that had passed this was for weeks, as well as all the budding new growth that was about to burst forth. I let her do her thing, because fighting her was futile, and also because she was pretty cute. The kind of cute that attracted attention. Female attention. Moving had officially ended things with my ex-girlfriend, not that there was much to end. Our relationship had gone seriously downhill recently. Kathy had started out as a fun, enthusiastic partner. We had a great time together, in and out of the bedroom, for several months, but recently, my eyes had been wandering. Something was missing, and she felt it too, so rather than hang on to something that was dying, we let it go. So, here I was, walking the dog, hoping to start something new, but the street was deserted. It was a long, gentle downslope, with a few side streets along the way. There had to be plenty of women, but there were none to be seen out we were, or rather Sox was, sniffing her umpteenth pole, and I was gazing, unfocused, into the distance. The movement caught my eye. The whole point of this was to tell you how and when I first met Savannah, wasn't it? Well, the motion that caught my eye was a long way off, probably a good five hundred yards, but it held my attention. I could see the distant figure round the corner way down there, and head up the hill in my direction. Whomever it was, they were jogging. I say whomever, but the ambiguity was clearing up by the second. Even from this range, there was something about the way the figure moved that tipped it toward the female side of the coin. It. She had an athletic stride, but that wasn't it. Slightly knock-kneed running style. That was probably it. A as she closed ground, I caught the flash of blonde hair, swinging widely from side to side with her movements. Ah, a long ponytail. Definitively female. Socks wanted to move on to her next sniffing spot, 
but I was concentrating on the woman bounding in our direction. Bounding, yes. Also bouncing. Despite the sun, it really wasn't a warm spring day yet. I was wearing a jacket, and whoever she was, was wearing one too. That didn't mean she was hidden, though. She appeared to be quite slim, with a delightfully feminine sweep up her long legs, over her hips and along her flanks. It was the other movement that really caught my eye. Okay, I'm a guy. I won't apologize for being one. I try not to be too obnoxious in my observation of the fairer sex, and I truly appreciate a beautiful woman for her beauty's sake. Sure, I would also like to put her ankles behind her neck and fuck the shit out of her, but since that's just in my mind, I try not to let it show. Anyway, I have a very finely tuned sense for the jiggle factor a curvy woman produces. You know the one I'm talking about. Come on, admit it. You do it too. You watch a woman's breasts move as she does dot they're just a few milliseconds behind the rest of her, and yet I can pick that up, even from a distance. And of course, the bigger the boobs, the longer the delay, and the more obvious the jiggle. She was probably still nearly two hundred yards away, but I could already sense that she was really built. Other details were becoming clearer, too. Ball cap, aviator sunglasses, apparently quite attractive. Socks strained at her leash, so we moved along until she found a new smell. I looked up again, inside fifty yards now. Oh yeah, she's pretty, and sporting a huge rack, which was moving as a unit, but with a mind of its own. She must have been wearing a titanium-reinforced, carbon-fiber jogging bra, but it still couldn't quell the eye-catching movement of those magnificent globes. Okay, idiot, don't wreck it before it starts. Cool checklist, mouth shut, not hanging open like a drooling fool. Check. Eyes soft, no staring at the breasts? Check. Gentle smile? Check. Say hello? Hello? I smiled as she passed. Check. Hi, she replied, never breaking stride. My head followed her and caught the mouth-watering rear view. She had a great ass as well. Oh, shit, I whispered. Please tell me you live around here and that this is not the last time we meet. I glanced at my watch and noted the time. Perhaps, like most exercise fiends, she had a regular schedule? Come on, socks. Let's head home. I smiled, tugging her leash gently. She looked up and wagged her tail, the beagle equivalent of a smile. We'll see her again, won't we? Sure, as first meetings go, it was hardly the stuff of legend. However, it was a start, and time would tell how it would be remembered, if it was remembered at all that I was, at least, right about the mystery woman having a schedule. There was a little leeway in it, but she did go for her run at pretty much the same time, on the same days, every week. Her route didn't vary much either, so when I wanted to make another contact with her, I had a fair chance of being successful. I know it sounds like I was stalking her, but I didn't view it that way. I was just making myself available for casual conversation. I didn't follow her home, or even follow her at all. I simply walked socks, and let her make the moves. I hoped she would doubt we did begin to meet more often, and the one-word greetings began to grow into something resembling conversations. Okay, not really conversations. Beautiful today, isn't it? I asked as she approached. I might have been referring to her, or the weather. Yes, I think spring is finally here, she responded. 
Getting warmer out. I commented another time. Her running garb was getting more revealing as the temperature went up. She was now impossible to ignore. Yes, I love it. I love to sweat, she replied, still not even breaking stride. I had started wearing sunglasses on our walks, so that if we met again I could watch her spectacular body pass with more impunity. It was a good strategy, letting me turn my head slightly, thus appearing to avert my eyes, while in actuality they remained locked on to her bouncing chest. Now that it was truly warm out, cleavage came out to play, and I saw her perspiration soaked top cling to her like a second skin. I'm glad I didn't miss it. Dot, I suppose the first time we really, truly talked will be forever etched in my memory. It was a Tuesday, late in the afternoon, and completely unexpected. You see, I had missed her usual time, as I was out earlier in the day. Since I wasn't anticipating seeing her, I left my glasses at home, and I was squinting into the sun as we headed up the hill on the way home. Her part in the drama was that she was running her route in reverse. It all meant that I didn't see her coming. Maitha did socks. Hi. She chirked, only a few strides away. I looked up into the sun, blinded, and Socks was startled. She darted sideways, right into the woman's path. By the time I was able to see, the collision was inevitable. Wham! She slammed into me. Fortunately, although I had been blinded by the sun, she was wearing her sunglasses and had her back to the sun. Her view was perfect, and she was able to hit the brakes enough to avoid injury. She turned sideways and hit me with her hip. My natural reaction was to catch her, and I did, capturing her in one arm, while trying to keep socks out from underfoot. Oof! She gasped. Oh shit! I'm so sorry! I didn't see you coming! I explained, gesturing to the sun. She was still hooked in my arm. Are you all right? Yeah, I'm fine. She giggled, her hat askew along with her sunglasses. She looked down, untangling herself from Sox's leash, and stood tall. Thanks for catching me. Now that the crisis was over, she stepped back and took off her glasses and hat. I wasn't prepared for it. She was beautiful. Blue eyes, pouty lips, a sharp but elegant nose. She was older than I had pictured in my mind with just a few tiny lines visible around those eyes. I fought to keep my eyes on hers, rather than wandering to her body, which I had never had the opportunity to view standing still. She did me a favor, bending to check on socks. And how are you, little one? She asked, in the usual voice adults make for dogs and kids. I didn't step on you, did I? What's your name? Socks. I responded, now free to check her out while she was focused on the dog who was standing, wagging her tail, and licking the woman's face. I watched them interact while I looked down the woman's top. Well, you would have, too. She had a huge rack, and there was no way to miss it when she was crouched like this. I looked at Socks in the nick of time, as she looked up and stood, shifting her hat and glasses to her left hand. The right came out in my direction. I'm Savannah. She smiled, her teeth shockingly white and perfect, just like the rest of her. Since I didn't immediately reply, she prompted me. And who is Sox's daddy? Oh, sorry, of course, um, Nicholas. I stumbled. Nick. Nice to meet you, Savannah. You're sure you are all right? Pretty sure. She smiled and patted herself on the ass. 
Her hands then slid up her sides and across her breasts. Since my eyes were following them, I got another good look at her chest before snapping my eyes up to her face. Yep. Nothing broken. I watched her put her hat back on, fishing the long ponytail through the back. With her arms up like that, I had another quick peek at those tits, held higher until her arms were lowered. Nice to meet you too, Nick. She winked, putting her glasses back on. And you socks. I'm sure we'll, um, run into each other again. She started to stride away. I'll signal my turns in the future. My mouth ajar, I watched her ass as she ran. She turned her head and caught me. A loud giggle and a wave were her response. Within seconds, she had turned the corner and was gone. Holy shit, socks, did you see her? She's incredible. I gasped, looking down. Socks wagged her tail and stood up against my leg, inviting me to pet her head. I did, but my mind was petting Savannah. It was nearly a week later when we met again. On your right! I heard from behind and turned to see Savannah approaching. I feigned protecting myself, and she laughed as she stopped in front of me. Her breast stopped just after. How are you today? I'm good. I smiled back. You. The usual. Perfect. She giggled. It was an obvious flirt. Uh Uh-huh. I nodded. Which way you going? Whichever way you are. She said. I've already done my five and saw you ahead of me, so I thought we could talk while I cooled down. You don't mind, do you? Yes. Absolutely. Move along. I have no interest in anyone as sexy, alluring and beautiful as you. Duh. Her voice was soft yet assertive. I liked it. Not at all, I said, leaving the sarcasm in my mind. Done your five? Miles, she clarified, tipping her sunglasses up on the brim of her hat. I run five miles every second day. Actually closer to six today, she said, checking her fitness watch. Well, I'm not a runner. I told her. We usually do about a mile and a half. That's the limit of my patience. This dog is a nose with feet. She sniffs enough for ten miles in that span. Talking about the dog made Savannah drop to one knee, and Socks was getting a lot of attention. She was also getting to paw Savannah's voluptuous chest without worry. Ah, to be a dog sometimes. Oh, you're just so cute. Savannah giggled. Look at those ears. Look at those tits. I thought, looking down from above. You know you're making me crazy, don't you? Savannah stood up again. She was quite tall, as well as being otherwise perfect. We started to walk along slowly, letting Socks set the pace. So, tell me about Nick. When did he move here? She smiled, doing the third-person thing. He moved here about six weeks ago. I replied in the same fashion. He lives in a nice house, a few blocks that way, with his mother. Oh, God. Did I just say that out loud? Even I thought that made me sound like a hopeless dweeb. Savannah didn't even flinch, just nodding and walking. I scrambled to explain without looking desperate. His mother kind of needs him around for a while. She's not used to being alone, and asked him to be the man of the house for a year or two. He agreed and is putting all the saved rent into investments for his future. So, he's a good son, and smart as well. 
she concluded. What does he do for a living? He's a mechanic. Well, actually, a supervising mechanic, I replied. So he's good with his hands, she smiled. It was not an accidental comment. She was flirting. Still, it surprised me a little. Yeah, I laughed. I suppose so. How old is he? She said quietly. He's twenty-five. I answered, then turned the tables. What about Savannah? What does she do when she's not running? How old is she? Yeah, I know. I should never ask a woman that question, right? She smiled and looked like she was about to answer when she touched her lips with the fingertip. S-H-H-H-H-I-N-G herself. My, will you look at the time? She giggled. I have to get home, hit the shower, and get to work. It's been nice talking to you. She turned and took a couple of steps down the street we were just passing, then paused. Oh, and Savannah wanted to ask Nick one more thing. She grinned, looking at me sideways. I nodded. She wondered if maybe sometime she might ask Nick to join her for a drink. Or perhaps dinner? Unless he's already involved with someone, of course. I was stunned. I didn't see that coming, and was having trouble articulating my response. It should be so easy to just say yes, shouldn't it? Um, yes, of course. I think he... I paused and shook my head. Enough hiding behind him. I'd like that, Savannah. I'd like it a lot. Good. I'll be around. I really need to get to work. See you. She smiled and began to jog away down the side street. What do you do? I called after her. She just raised her right hand and wagged her finger at me without looking. Not yet. Being left standing on the street in all was becoming a habit for me. She asked me out. I said to Socks. Well, actually, she asked if she could ask me out, which I think is pretty much the same thing, don't you? Socks just wagged her tail. The very next day, I had to work late, and when I arrived home, Mom was watching TV. When I said I lived with my mother, it was true. Also not really. The house had a basement apartment with a separate entrance, which is where I slept, affording me some freedom and privacy, should the situation arise. However, I usually ate with Mom, upstairs.as I walked in, she was just finishing up dinner and the small TV in the kitchen was on as she cooked. She was watching the news. There was something strangely familiar about the anchor's voice. A woman's voice. The light bulb suddenly went off, and I quickly came around the corner, turning the TV to face me. That voice. No. Really? There on the screen. And police have a suspect in custody. Spokesmen for the department assure the public that their safety is not at risk, the female anchor said. The set had her standing at a tall desk, along with her co-host. That's all for today's broadcast. We'll be back tomorrow at 6. For my co-anchor Braxton Barnes, I'm Savannah Lynch. Good night. I stood there with my mouth wide open. What? Mom asked. What's wrong? Uh, nothing. I smiled. Remember that woman I told you I met? You were listening to her. I knew there was something familiar about her. Yes, I told my mother about her. I left out the part about her being stacked, but I suppose that cat was out of the bag now. Mom smiled. Really? It was Savannah Lynch? She gasped. She's so pretty. 
It's amazing she still looks so great. She's been on the news forever. That may have been my mother's way of telling me she thought I should find a younger woman, or at least one a little further from her own age. That's as far as she would go, though, as she knew I was able to make my own choices. Mom put dinner on the table, but my brain had latched onto her last words. She's been on the news forever. Just how old was she? I knew she wasn't my age, but I wouldn't have guessed more than thirty, maybe thirty-five. Now it appears she might be older than that. Was I being stalked by a cougar? Oh boy. It took three days for our paths to cross again. Poor little socks got walked a few extra times, hoping I would bump into Savannah, but it was on schedule when we did finally meet. Hi, Nick. Hi, socks. How's the neighborhood smell today? She chirped as she coasted to a stop beside us that I had been thinking for days about whether or not to tell her I had figured out who she was. Did she have a reason for keeping it secret? If she found out later that I knew before she told me, it might appear that I was being dishonest. I decided to tell her, just not how I would do it. Pretty much the norm for me. I can't speak for socks. I laughed. She was looking particularly attractive today. Or maybe it was just my imagination. Her eyes were bright, and spending a lot of time on me. Mine were busy trying not to get caught checking her out again. Since it was a very warm day, her running gear was at a minimum, skin-tight licorice shorts, to mid-thigh, and a crop top that bared her midsection. Both were a sunny yellow color, which meant I could see through to her bra, especially where she had sweat heavily, which was pretty much everywhere. That midsection was very impressive, impossibly tight and narrow, with a soft six-pack of abs showing through. So, I continued pushing on. Just what kind of guy is Braxton Barnes? I didn't really care, but it told her I knew her identity without actually saying it. She paused and shook her head. He's a misogynistic asshole as soon as the camera stops, and I can't stand him. Damn! How long have you known? She asked. Just a couple of days, I explained. Actually, it's my mom's fault. She was watching the news, and I recognized your voice. Why were you hiding? You'd be surprised how many guys want to put me down as a notch on their bedpost. It's brutal. I thought you might be different, and as long as you didn't already know, I could trust your motives. I was hoping we could get to know each other, she said, a tinge of disappointment in her voice. I had never thought of it like that. Now would be a good time to ease her mind. Savannah, I couldn't care less about what you do. I smiled, stopping to look her in the eyes. When I said yes about dinner with you sometime, it's because I'd like to know Savannah the person, not Savannah Lynch, the celebrity. And my bed doesn't even have posts. She snorted then broke into laughter. Her smile was incredible. Too bad, she giggled. How will you tie me down? My turn to laugh, although it did put a few enticing images in my mind. Okay. That was funny. She smiled. She tilted her head, thinking. Tonight? Pick me up at the station at 7.30? I'm usually hungry after work. Hungry for what? Food, or something much more fun? I thought. Fine. One question? I nodded. Where's the station? I'm sure you can find it if you want me. She giggled. Another parting wink, 
and she was off again. If I want you. If I want you. Are you kidding? Come on, socks. I've got some googling to do. At 7.30, the outer door to the TV station opened, and a blonde goddess stepped out. My jaw hit the floor. Since discovering who my new friend was, I had watched the news a couple of times. It was hard to believe the woman on screen was the same one I saw on the street. I don't mean that in a bad way. Far from it. The savannah I knew from the street was very beautiful. Her attire left only the details to the imagination. That was great for ogling her and her spectacular body, but didn't give the proper impression of the woman inside her. Savannah Lynch, co-anchor of the Channel 6 News team, was another matter entirely. Impeccably dressed and coiffed for each broadcast, she was far more than just sexy or beautiful. She was radiant, to the point where I knew we would be attracting attention tonight. She saw me and walked over, the distinctive click of her elegant stilettos drawing my attention downward. On the way back up, I took in her legs. Not the first time I saw them, of course, but the first time I saw them in heels, rather than Nikes. The shoes made them longer, more shapely, and devastating. Perhaps those legs had an influence in Channel 6 changing the set design for the news a few years ago. Gone was the desk, behind which one could conceal a multitude of fashion and physical deficiencies. The new set had her standing at a tall glass-top table which seemed to float on legs so narrow as to be invisible. No hiding anything behind that, not that she had anything to hide. She was still wearing the dress from tonight's newscast, a royal blue number that fit her upper body quite snugly, then tumbled in a cascade of draped pleats down to just above her knees. Sleeveless, and with a wide, scooped neckline, it made sure you knew she was built— displaying a couple of inches of cleavage. Her hair had gone from her workout ponytail to an elegant wave of gold, which was draped over her left shoulder and either covered her breast or led your eyes to it. Her lips were painted a deep red, and she was made up just enough to impress, with light eye shadow that complemented her blue eyes and long lashes. She was wearing dark-rimmed glasses, the only change from her on-air looked out I was still providing a home for flies my mouth hanging open, when she reached me. She touched my chin, closing the gaping hole. Why, thank you. She smiled. I haven't seen a gawk like that for years. Sorry, Savannah. I replied, cleaning up the drool. I've never seen anyone so beautiful. Now that's a compliment I'll accept. She nodded. Nice disguise. I laughed, tapping my imaginary glasses. No one could possibly recognize you. Yes, well, it works for Superman. She giggled, adjusting the black frames. My contacts were hurting, so you get the geek version of Savannah tonight. I hope that's all right. I'll take any version of Savannah I can get. I smiled. Even the sweaty one. I wasn't going for a sexual comment, but she spun it that way. Oh, if things go according to plan, I guarantee you'll get the sweaty one. She breathed seductively. Down, boy. Save it for after dinner, I told my suddenly very interested penis. Where are we eating? I asked, stepping around the comment. How about Delicioso on third? I'm feeling Italian, and it's nice and private there. We can talk. I extended my elbow, and she took it, letting me walk her around to the passenger side of the car. Hey, Mr. Mechanic? Is this a 67 Mustang? 
she asked, as we navigated around. Could I? I replied. Yes. She's no Eleanor, but it's still a work in progress. It'll get there. In a few minutes, it got us to the restaurant, and Savannah was back on my arm as the manager seated us. She was right about this place. Sparsely occupied and dimly lit, we would have some privacy. At last, we could have a real conversation. So, you must get this question all the time, but what's it like reporting the news anyway? I asked, breaking the ice. Well, if you really want to know. She smiled, sipping her water. It's not as glamorous as you'd think. The whole entertainment industry is not as glamorous as it appears. After a while, it's just a job like any other. Entertainment industry? I questioned. I thought you did the news. Oh, honey, she said seriously, putting her glass down and leaning forward. She rested her chest on the edge of the table. If you think they aren't one and the same, I'll be disappointed. I thought you were smart enough to see through the bullshit. Could you elaborate? I suggested. It's a long story. She gestured. Are you sure you want to know? Yes, I do. We have all night. I told her. All right. You asked for it. She smiled. I had hoped she would tell me more about herself and how she got started and when. All I had to do was listen. Savannah really was a font of knowledge. The story began way back, seemingly just this side of the dinosaurs. There was a time when the news actually meant something. There was a time when spreading important information was, well, important. Advertising was the beginning of the change. It starts with a commercial break, then before you know it, the whole show is sponsored by a company with an agenda. She said, The implied threat is enough to make objectivity difficult. Then those advertisers figured out what they had. Radio led to TV, and TV became our biggest form of entertainment. More viewers means more bang for your advertising dollar, and more attractive people on screen means more viewers. She intoned. It doesn't matter whether it's a movie or a news broadcast. The face on screen telling the story has become more important than the story itself, or the truth for that matter. She stopped and sat back. During our conversation, our drinks had arrived. She picked hers up. Sometimes I really hate this world. She sighed. You know. I started as a weather girl. She giggled. Twenty years ago. It was an entry-level position and sexist as hell. Here's our resident bimbo to tell you if you need an umbrella tomorrow. Check her out. I was too young and stupid to catch on. Okay, twenty years. So she's probably forty, at least. It didn't take long for the station management to start grooming a new bimbo to take my place, but fortunately it was because they wanted me more involved and more visible, not because they were tired of me. I was a star, she gasped with a flourish. I was soon behind the desk, first for the late show, then weekends, and at last, every night, she smiled. I was happy enough. I didn't realize how brutal this business could be for women. You mean getting hit on? I asked her. Well, yeah, that goes without saying. She nodded. I was actually referring to the image requirements. Gain weight, you're out. Get pregnant. Out. Get old. Out. I thought that type of discrimination was illegal. I replied. Yeah. 
according to the government and the women's liberation movement, it is. Officially it is, but that's what lawyers are for, she growled. There's nothing a court can pass that a corporate lawyer can't find a way around. It's all in the wording of the employment agreement. So if you don't want to lose your job, I began. You have to remain young and pretty forever, she grinned. Or at least for longer than humanly possible. How old are you, Savannah? I asked quietly. I know I shouldn't ask, and the answer really won't change anything, but forty-two. She smiled, raising her glass. Next week. At least, parts of me are. Some are only six. Happy birthday! I laughed. I leaned closer. Would it help if I said I thought you were thirty? That's very sweet. She smiled. The doctor did good work. Probably bought me another five years. Eight if I'm careful. Why did you do it? I asked. She laughed and looked at me funny. Right. You're only twenty-five. You haven't figured out women yet, have you? Honey, there isn't a woman alive who wouldn't stay young looking if she could, especially those in the public eye, or those who once were naturally attractive. For most women, that choice is out of their hands. For me, it wasn't, and in this business, it's almost a given. If I'm not being indelicate, I ventured. What did he do? Bet when you asked to know more about Savannah, you didn't think you'd get all this, did you? She asked. Oh, what the hell. A nip here, a tuck there, a little lippo over there, boobs, of course. Why not get the whole package? So Savannah, version 1.0. 34C, 140 pounds, a little worn around the edges and soft from sitting behind the desk, becomes version 2.0. Stronger, leaner, apparently more youthful and good for another few years. 125 pounds, and up three cup sizes, in case you're wondering. I didn't need the numbers to tell me she was ripped, stacked, and beautiful. I had come to that conclusion the first time I saw her, bouncing past me at full stride. You don't need to do that, I said gently. Do what? She asked, batting her eyelashes. Keep trying to convince me that you're beautiful. I can see that you are beautiful. I smiled, softening the comment. I hoped she wasn't insulted. Savannah, may I speak freely? Absolutely. She smiled, sitting back. Still, she crossed her arms across her chest, in a defiant posture. I think you may be proceeding from a false assumption. I began. You said yourself that most guys want to nail you because of who you are. I think I actually said they notched their bedposts. She giggled. But I get your point. Go ahead. Yes, right. Well, I already told you I don't care about who you are, publicly I mean. I only care about you as a woman. You're not a trophy to me. I take back what I said before, she said softly, her demeanor relaxing. You know women better than I thought. Thank you, Nick. I suppose I've ruined things between us, haven't I? You must think I'm the most shallow, conceited form of life on the planet doing what I've done just to stay young and keep a job. She obviously wanted me to contradict her. I didn't make her wait. Savannah. I smiled, touching her hand. No. Of course you haven't. As for your motives, well, it's pretty easy to judge from outside, isn't it? I have no idea what I'd do if I was a woman in your industry and your situation. 
probably just what you did, for the same reasons. I don't think you're shallow or conceited. While I wish I could have known the savanna that was here before you had surgery, I have to admit, the new savanna is pretty hot. Dinner arrived, just in time to allow both of us to digest what had been said. We ate in silence, until she reached out and touched my hand, returning my gesture. You're a pretty special man, Nick. I've been around long enough to see some things, but you surprised me. She smiled. I'm not sure what to say. You don't need to say anything, Savannah. I replied, holding her hand. It was warm and soft and feminine. No apologies, no excuses. Just be you. So, how was your day? Anything interesting to, um, report? Savannah laughed. A reporter joke? That was pretty good. Well, no, not really. Same old, same old, unless you count Braxton staring at my chest all day. Actually, that's not news either. She frowned. Actually, I can kind of understand him doing that. I laughed. It's rather impressive. Savannah looked down at her breasts. She adjusted the fit of her dress across them. I'm good with impressive. I always thought I'd look better bigger. She said, looking up from them. Well, I don't know what you looked like before, but I think you look great. I grinned. Right. So we have a consensus. She nodded, picking up her glass for a toast. I raised mine and touched it to hers. Here's to big tits. She giggled. The dress is nice, too. I noted. Isn't it? I must admit, they are giving me much nicer stuff to wear since the set change and since the me change. At least they gave me enough warning. I was a little lost on that one, so she elaborated. When they wanted to do the set change, we ran a few tests, with Braxton and me standing. It wasn't pretty, but the set wasn't ready yet, so both of us had time to get into better shape. She explained. He had less to do, since he wasn't wearing shorts for the broadcast. I had my surgery to improve my overall look, started running to tighten up everything else, and by the time we had to unveil the new look news set. You were ready with your new look. I smiled. Yes, she nodded. I suppose I should be grateful. They spurred me into action. I'm much healthier now than I was. Am, yes, much healthier. I laughed, letting my eyes fall to her cleavage. All right, you, she giggled. Now you're just being silly. You started it, I replied still staring at her tits. Nick? She smiled. Just making a point. You're much more than the contents of your bra. I smiled, looking into her eyes. She relaxed, and we spent the rest of dinner talking less about her upgraded body, and more about the potential for us to have a future. Thankfully, it appeared we just might. On the way into the restaurant, it had been very quiet, and I hadn't noticed too many eyes on us. As we left, however, there were far more people having a late dinner and far more eyes drawn to the buxom blonde beauty on my arm. It's difficult to say whether those eyes were there because they recognized her, or just because she was just so damn sexy. It felt good having such a beautiful woman on my arm. I could think of several other body parts she would feel good on. We arrived at the car, and I opened the door for her. Before she sat, she turned to face me. Thank you, Nick, she said softly, with a smile. That was a lovely dinner. May I? 
The sparkle in her eyes shone through, even in the darkness, as she tiptoed and kissed me gently. It was just an introductory kiss, slightly more than a peck, but less than a tonsillectomy. Her lips were soft and delicious. The kiss also afforded me a chance to hold her. She was very firm and fit. Once she was safely inside the car, I scooted around to the driver's side. Where are we headed now? I asked her. She rolled her head in my direction to answer. McAllister Terrace, she said softly. Second floor, west bedroom. I looked at her, deep into her eyes. She gazed back, waiting for me to start the car and go. I'll take you home. I replied, starting the ignition. She was quiet on the way home, as though deep in thought. Within minutes, we were in her driveway. Are you coming in? She asked softly. No, I replied. Not tonight. You don't find me attractive? She sniffed. Savannah. Of course I find you attractive. I gasped. Don't be foolish. There's nothing I'd rather do than spend the night exploring every nook and cranny of your body. Then why? She asked. Because if I did, in the morning, I'd be just like all the other guys who have you as a notch on their bedposts. I don't want to be that. I smiled. I'd like to be more. Really? She smiled, her tears abetted. I think I'd like that, too. You're sure you won't come in? I'm feeling frisky. Yes, I'm sure. I laughed. I'm feeling the same way. For tonight, we'll both have to settle for cold showers. Deal? Okay, she pouted. I'm sure you're right, but at the moment, my libido doesn't see it that way. May I kiss you in thanks now, since you won't be with me when I come to that conclusion? It's not just a trick to entice me into bed, is it? I asked. No, Tom. I promise. She smiled, holding her scout fingers up and crossing her heart. Okay. I'll risk it. I grinned out IT was a nice kiss, just a little tongue as a sampler. The morning after, I woke from dreams filled with Savannah's body. I guess we know which way my subconscious was leaning on the subject of joining her in bed the next time the opportunity arose, assuming it did, of course. In an effort to treat her with respect, I may have insulted her and blown any chance I had to savor her company horizontally. Worst case scenario, I might have to start the whole process over again, begging her forgiveness. Best case? Well, let's just say I might survive IT.IT was very early, well before sunrise while I was in the shower. My mind was wandering to thoughts of her voluptuous body. My dick was hard as a rock, reminding me that I had a chance to sample that body last night, but chose to pass that I was beginning to doubt that strategy. But it was done. Worrying about it now was foolish. My schedule had me up and out before most people began their day, so I rarely hit any traffic. The other advantage had me home before rush hour started, and that's partly how I met Savannah in the first place, as she liked to run around that time. All day long, I kept thinking about her. I'm sure I wasn't very efficient at work, but since I don't turn a lot of wrenches myself, it probably didn't matter much. I even ducked out a few minutes early. I had to know. As soon as I got home, I put the leash on socks and off we went. I know it was too early for her usual run, but I wanted to be out there, just in case. We crossed the road, went left, took the first right, and found ourselves at the top of the hill, 
There she was, dressed in hot pink today, waiting for us at the second side street. Apparently, I wasn't the only one who was anxious. Dada walked socks a lot faster than usual, and noticed that Savannah was coming in our direction. When we met, she gave me a big smile, and turned back toward the corner she had been waiting at. Follow me, she said softly. Please. That smile told me I had nothing to fear, so I did, catching up to her quickly. This block was a cul-de-sac, and ended short of a small ravine, which Savannah led us down and through. Shortcut to my place, she explained, without my asking. We came up the other side, and she gestured to the right. See? Shortcut indeed. There was her house, and a nice house it was. All I saw last night was the driveway in the dark, so I was really seeing it for the first time. Wow. So the news business pays well, huh? I laughed, taking in the two-story building and yard. Easily three thousand square feet, it was an awful lot of house for one woman. Yes it does, but this is mostly from my divorce. I got the house, and he got the brunette bimbo. He turned out to be a bigger misogynist than Braxton Barnes. She smiled. Come inside, please. My backyard is well fenced, so socks can play out there safely. She fished the key out of her bra and unlocked the door. You seem to have this well planned out. I grinned. What am I doing while Socks is playing in the yard? Well, she purred, closing the door behind us. She took a few sultry steps toward me. I thought we could have a shower together, then you could take me to bed and fuck my brains out. You got away last night. Point made. I've been thinking about what you said last night and I appreciate your respect. Now I'd like your cock if that's okay with you. As if I needed more incentive, she pressed her body against mine and kissed me. This kiss held nothing back. It started out slow, but escalated quickly, until we were sucking on each other's tongues and moaning our needs. If she had kissed me like this last night, I'm not sure I could have resisted, no matter how much I wanted to. Throughout it all, Socks sat quietly by our feet. Good girl. Put her in the backyard. Savannah gasped as she pulled away. I'll go start the shower. Upstairs. I leaned against the wall, watching her ass as she raced up the curved staircase, until she disappeared from view. Okay, Socks, let's find this yard. I said in my doggy voice. Together we wandered through the house, until we found the door out into the yard. I unhooked her from her leash, and put it on the counter. There you go, sweetie. Have fun. I know I will. With the dog safely occupied, I retraced my steps to the foyer. I would have liked to spend a little more time appreciating the house. It really was a beautiful home, but I had a feeling my time would be better spent appreciating Savannah. I sprinted up the steps, following the sound of running water. In here, she called, hearing my footsteps. The bathroom looked like one from a movie with a huge glass shower stall in the center of the wall. Marble towel gleamed in the soft light. Savannah was standing in front of the mirror, running her fingers through her hair, having freed it from the ponytail. Seeing me behind her, she smiled, and turned to face me. A playful smirk crossed her face, and she hooked a thumb under one shoulder strap easing it over the edge. The other followed, and she stepped smoothly over into my arms, allowing me to finish removing her top at my leisure. Another kiss. Nick, I'd really like to spend the rest of the day in bed, 
getting to know you in every way. She sighed, looking into my eyes. But I do have a show to do later. We've got a little over two hours before I need to be headed to the station, so... I finished her sentence by peeling the straps off her arms, dragging them down until her huge breasts popped out into view. They were more impressive than I expected. I gasped. Em, thank you. She giggled, wriggling her hips out of the bottom of her outfit. Seconds later, she was naked, and opening the shower door dot I stood there, stunned by the flawless tone of her body. Stark tan lines made her appear even more curvaceous, as did the tiny rivulets of water cascading over those curves. She tipped her head back, letting the water pull her hair straight down, and arched her back, thrusting her breasts out more prominently. My God, what a body she has. Tick-tock, she smiled, right. Get your ass in there with her. Now, I set a new personal record for getting naked and joined her under the spray. Her hand immediately went to my erection. Nice dick, Nick, she giggled, stroking it gently. If I were to suck it and you were to squirt that yummy juice of yours down my throat, would it put our schedule in jeopardy? She was politely asking if I could get it up again. Had she seen herself in the mirror? She could get a cadaver to have an erection. No problem, I grinned. Good, she smiled and slid down my body, dragging her tits across my thighs. She sandwiched them around my cock. I wasn't sure what to expect, knowing that she had been enhanced, but her breasts felt wonderful wrapped around my shaft. So did her lips. A few seconds later, I leaned against the glass wall, resting my head back and enjoying the sensation. It obviously wasn't the first time a woman had sucked my cock. It wasn't the first time I'd been given a blowjob in the shower. Savannah wasn't even my first older woman, although she was my most mature lover. Also, she was without doubt, hands down, the hottest woman I had ever had the pleasure of, um, having the pleasure of, and that maturity was beginning to show in the form of experience. Her lips and tongue were positively magical. Em, that's so good, Savannah, I groaned looking down at her blonde head bobbing rhythmically in my crotch. She looked up at me with those pretty blue eyes and moaned back, stoking my cock firmly that I suddenly realized that watching the news would never be the same for me. I would forever see that pretty face and those pouty lips sucking me as they were right now. I knew she was good as a broadcaster, but she was even better as a cocksucker. She had me going already with her tongue swirling delightfully around the head of my dick as her head bobbed. She reached up and pulled one of my hands to the top of her head, where I tangled my fingers in her long, wet hair. Her own hands moved to my ass, encouraging me to fuck her mouth that I could feel her big breasts against the front of my thighs as I stroked smoothly between her lips. I was careful not to go too deep. After all, her voice was a very important part of her job, and I didn't want our being together to threaten that. Savannah didn't seem to be quite as concerned. She was eagerly meeting my gentle thrusts with some of her own, those being a little less on the gentle side. She gagged on my cock repeatedly, but didn't let up, bent on drawing a load from my balls quickly. It was working dot oh god, how it was working. That familiar tingle began to make its presence felt dot I wondered if she was also psychic, because without me saying anything more, Savannah increased her efforts. Shit, yes, oh, just like that, yes, yes, suck it, Savannah, suck my cock. I moaned, adding my second hand to her hair. 
She bobbed her head feverishly, wet hair flying, and big boobs slapping wetly against my legs and her forearms, as she slurped my shaft nearer to orgasm. That's it, gonna come, gonna come, gonna come! Scarcely had I grunted my warning before I exploded down her throat, gasping for air as I surged over and over. Savannah gripped my cock with both hands, stroking it, and milking the warm goo into her mouth while she sucked the head like it was a straw, and I was a very thick milkshake. And my legs shook, and she kept vacuuming the dregs from my dick, until there was nothing left. A final moan of satisfaction, and she stood, wiping a small drop of stray semen into her mouth with a smile. Every bit as good as I hoped. She giggled, returning to cleansing herself under the warm water. I was leaning over, my hands on my knees, feeling the room spin slowly clockwise. Are you going to be able to do me, or have I wrecked you? I'll have my nap later, I thought, standing behind her. I wrapped my arms around her wet, soapy body, and gripped her breasts firmly. They didn't feel that different than any others I had sampled in a similar fashion, but filled my hands much more fully than they had ever been filled before. Her nipples stood up like thimbles. I kissed the side of her neck. Em, I'm glad you're not dead, she whispered, leaning back against me. How did you know I like my neck nibbled? I could have told her that I thought all women liked it, which I did, but that made it sound like a generic seduction technique. Better to just shut up and keep going. She spun slowly in my arms, letting me trail my kisses across her collarbone, while she hung her head back and groaned happily. I continued my assault on her neck while I palmed her right breast eagerly. At last, she grabbed my hair and wrenched my face upward, planting her lips on mine and plunging her tongue deep into my mouth. Bedroom, she growled. Now. She turned off the water and opened the door, grabbing a towel. I swatted it aside and picked her up. Oh, to the left, she laughed. Her bedroom was quite luxurious, as was the rest of the house. A huge king-sized bed, four-posted, as promised, and perfect for restraining her on, dominated the room. I tossed her onto it. She giggled and spread her legs. I'm all yours, she smiled. Just don't make me late for work. As offers go, that was the best one I'd had in, well, forever. Savannah just grinned at me and spread her lips with two fingers, just in case I was unsure of her intent. I laid on my stomach between her thighs and inspected the goods. Em, that's a very pretty pussy you have there, I said softly. It looks good enough to eat. I wasn't kidding. Bare, except for a small blonde tuft of fluff above her clit, her pussy really was quite attractive. Of the two main types of vaginas, the innie or the outie. I'd say it was a pouty outie, but not as meaty as some I had seen. Moisture shone on those lips, I'm sure from the shower as much as her arousal, but the scent, an intoxicating musky perfume, spoke to only her excitement. I inhaled deeply, enjoying her natural fragrance, then fluttered my tongue across her labia. Emm, she moaned, that moisture I mentioned? Delicious, and not overly diluted by the shower, so I delved deeper with my tongue. She was sweet like wine, and I was thirsty for her. Savannah lifted her legs and hooked her hands behind her knees, spreading wider and rolling her hips under, making it easier for me to get at her and bringing her little pink but whole into view. Was she suggesting something? 
Let's find out. I was licking her pussy with broad, flat passes of my tongue, so I could easily just widen my target area. She was moaning softly, but when I moved south across her sphincter, that moan grew louder. Emum, you are a bad boy, aren't you? She sighed. Licking a woman's ass? Very bad indeed. I like it. Another pass across her tight little bunghole elicited a deeper groan, and when I rubbed my fingertip around it, she gasped and wriggled her hips. I went back to her pussy with my tongue, while continuing to tease her ass with my finger. She was getting juicier by the second, a pretty clear indication that I was on the right trail, so I kept it up, focusing my attention on her prominent clit. At times like this, I really wished women came with a manual. It would be nice to know exactly what was required to make her come, but it was still a matter of trial and error. One woman I slept with would come almost instantly when her clit was sucked. Another one only liked it to be licked, for what seemed like hours, until she finally came. My tongue damned near fell off. I hoped Savannah wasn't going to be quite as much work, but I had no intention of shortchanging her. With that in mind, I ran my tongue gently over the bump of her clitoris changing the angle with each pass, while listening for her reactions. Her moans told me she enjoyed all of it, but the increase in pitch set one direction apart, so I concentrated on that one. Warming the tip of my tongue from deep inside her folds, then up vertically over the top of her hood, seemed to be the ticket. Oh God, Nick, yes! Yes! Lick my pussy! Suck my clit! Oh yeah! Right there! Right there, she screeched. I decided it was a good time to explore her ass further, and eased my fingertip inside her tight little ring. Oh, fjumluk yeses! Savannah's cunt gushed her warm, sweet juices as she came, grabbing my head to keep me in place. I lapped and slurked her drooling gash feverishly, while she twisted her body and screamed through her orgasm. Finally, her voice trailed off, and her body relaxed. The hand that had been pulling me tight now pushed my face away. Oh God, please stop, too sensitive. She giggled, breathing heavily. I rested my chin on her pubic bone and watched her breasts quiver with her gasps. Her tight abs flexed as she caught her breath, drawing my eyes. I don't know how much of her physical perfection came from her surgeon and how much is the result of her exercise regimen, other than her boobs, of course, but it didn't make much difference, really. I was in bed with Savannah Lynch. I know I told her I didn't care who she was, and I meant it. Still, the idea that my girlfriend, if I wasn't being too presumptuous, had thousands of men wishing they were me? Well, it was growing on me. Speaking of growing, my little soldier was back from R&R, and he was ready to stand his post again. Ten hut, Savannah had also recovered, and rolled across the bed, rummaging in her bedside table drawer. She came out with a handful of condoms and threw me one. I hope you're not offended. She smiled, eyeing my stiffy. But I don't take chances. If we stay together, then we can dispense with the rubbers. Fair enough? Fine time to ask. I'll wear the whole fucking package if it means I get to fuck you. I tore the rubber open and rolled it over my cock. Savannah patted the bed beside her as she sat up, urging me onto my back. I was fine with that, and watched her straddle me, reach under, and slowly impale herself. Oh yes, very nice dick, Nick, she repeated, sitting up and undulating her hips. 
She cupped her breasts and gave me a look which asked if I would like to play with them. I apparently answered in the affirmative, so she leaned closer, hanging them in my face. Em, very nice tits, Savannah. I smiled. Sorry. It doesn't rhyme. They'd better be nice. She grinned, pressing closer. I paid for nice ones. Well, I'd say you got your money's worth. I mumbled as I took her left nipple into my mouth. I had one hand on her ass as she started to rise and fall, while the other hand was busy fondling her tits. She was the prototypical hard body, but with big tits, and she was riding my cock happily. I'd call it a win-win situation, as I was quite happy to have her riding me while I nod like a hungry child on her thick, stiff nipples. Savannah was everything she appeared to be and more. Beautiful, passionate, and a total hellion in the sack, she was moaning loudly as she skewered herself enthusiastically, bouncing her breasts in my face. She would occasionally pause her actions to do that thing that makes us men crazy. You know the thing I'm talking about. When a woman clenches her pussy, wrapping your cock in a warm, wet grip of ecstasy as she lifts off, then relaxes as she falls down again. Some women were better at it than others, but Savannah was incredible. Her pussy grabbed my dick like a velvet vice, milking me and making me moan in harmony with her. She smiled and leaned down, resting on my chest and kissing me gently. I knew we would be good together, she whispered. She wrapped herself tight to my body and pulled me over as she rolled onto her back, submitting to my control. Your turn, honey. Show me how you feel about me. Well, I did say I was hoping to be more than a one-night stand, didn't I? If I had just wanted to fuck her, I wouldn't have turned her away last night. First time or not, I could treat her as though we were more. Savannah was still holding me close, her legs wrapped around my waist and hands on my shoulders, with her blue eyes sparkling as she gazed deep into mine. We kissed again, tangling tongues passionately while I enjoyed the feeling of her full breasts crushed between us. I began a slow rhythm of strokes, starting shallow but going deeper and deeper with each cycle.my blonde bedmate moaned softly, and her lips searched out mine once more. She was a very good kisser, and wasn't shy about using those soft lips to convey her emotions. She also wasn't shy about just telling me. Em, I like the gentle touch. She smiled between kisses. It makes me feel special. Thank you. We made love this way for quite some time, staring into each other's eyes and enjoying the intimacy that often gets forgotten in the rush of hormones that accompanies a first time. I hoped it would not be our last. Was I getting in too deep too fast? Maybe, but in truth I wasn't looking for a lifelong commitment. At least, not yet. No, I was just hoping that Savannah hadn't discounted it completely before we started, and was showing her that I was open to a future with her in it and she was open to having her pussy with my cock in it. God, yes, she hissed. That feels so good, the way you sleigh-eyed it in so smooth and deep, then grind against my clit. Her breathing began to quiver, and became sharper, telling me she was nearing her zenith again that I leaned up on my arms to watch her. She started to undulate her hips more, increasing the length of our contact, and her hands moved down to rake my ass, pulling me tighter. I saw her perfect lips pull back, baring her teeth as she snarled, eyes closed, in approaching ecstasy. Oh yes, oh yes. Oh God, yes. She gasped, her pussy clenching tighter around my shaft again.
On the brink, it only took one more stroke to push her over the edge. Nah, yes. She arched her back, her whole body taut as the orgasm washed over her. It was several seconds before she relaxed, and her eyes opened. Those blue orbs slowly focused on my face, and she smiled. Phew, that was good. She giggled. More please? And give it to me hard. Just fuck the shit out of me, honey. I've felt your heart. Now it's time to make me feel your lust. Women aren't complicated, are they? Part princess, part wanton sex fiend. And you'll never know which one you're with from day to day. I shifted gears, putting aside the tender, loving attitude in favor of using her for my own pleasure. I did as she asked, pounding her succulent little pussy without remorse. I was glad she had given me that initial blowjob, as it had taken the edge off, and I didn't need to hold back. Good thing, too, because she was very snug, and put on quite a show as well, that bounce factor that had drawn my eyes to her from over a hundred yards away, when I first saw her, was free to devastate me at this range. It was one of the best things about having sex with a woman who was blessed with ample breasts, either naturally or through the retail market. In Savannah's case, her breasts were only part of the visual attraction, as her pretty face contorted into various expressions of animal excitement. Even her toned arms and midsection played a part, clenching and flexing as she absorbed my thrusts. The sounds of aggressive sex filled the room, slapping flesh providing percussion for her siren song, a continuous wail of oh god, oh yes, and just plain those that expressed her joy. She came again, screeching unintelligible words that seemed out of place from someone who appeared so eloquent on TV. She gasped one word that was clear. More. I heard socks barking in the backyard. Just a sec. I smiled, pulling out quickly to peek out the window and check on her. She was telling a squirrel about her day, from the base of a tree, while the rodent stayed well out of range on the trunk. I turned back to Savannah, my pussy-soaked, rubber-clad dick swinging before me, and found her on her hands and knees, wagging her rays but at me. She didn't need to say a word doubt I was behind her in a flash, slipping my shaft back inside her heavenly gash. Em, yes, she groaned, lowering her shoulders to flatten her upper body to the mattress. Fuck me deep, honey. Gripping her lean hips for leverage, I drilled her hard. She braced her hands in front of her, knuckles white in a death grip on the sheets, as I fucked her furiously. Savannah screamed again and again, urging me on. Oh fuck yes, Nick. Fuck me. It's so good. Fuck me. Fuck me. She gasped. The room resonated with the sound of Savannah's firm ass absorbing the force of my eager strokes. She really was in great shape for someone who would be seventeen years my elder next week. I'd have to get her something nice for her birthday, although I had a feeling that anything I could give her would pale in comparison with the gift she was giving me. Hopefully, I would get the chance to continue receiving her gifts. Her pussy was beginning to get to me, despite the intervening layer of latex, and I felt the tingle growing. I'm not sure if I grunted, or otherwise indicated the approach of my climax, but somehow she sensed it. She pressed back harder, meeting my thrusts halfway with her own. Come for me, baby, she growled. I want your hot spunk all over my tits. Do it, baby. Do it. The thought of watching my cum splatter across her bountiful chest was enough to officially light the fuse. 
I managed a few more desperate strokes before pulling out of her clutching pussy. She quickly spun on her hip, holding her breasts out as a target for my use. I managed to rip the condom off just in time. If she hadn't sucked a load out of me in the shower, I'm sure the discharge would have been much more impressive, but it was still enough to make her coo happily as I squirted over her nipples and into her cleavage. Emm, that's it. She smiled. So nice and warm. Her fingers drew circles in the translucent goo, spreading in across her globes. My head was fuzzy again, so I laid on the bed. Savannah continued to massage my jizz into the supple skin of her breasts. Perhaps it really is a good moisturizer. I need to hit the shower again. You rest, she directed, already on her way out of the bedroom. I'll only be a minute. She was not much more than that. I do hope you're planning on watching tonight. She smiled, toweling her wet hair as she walked into the bedroom. Freshly rinsed, with no sign of my come-to-raise questions, she stepped into her closet. Seconds later, she reappeared, wearing a very sexy matching bra and panty set deep red in color. Absolutely, I replied. Especially if you're wearing those. It will definitely increase male viewership. Don't give them any ideas, she giggled. The laughter caused her breasts to quiver, and I couldn't help noticing. She caught me peeking at her tits and laughed again. She wagged her finger at me as she disappeared into her closet once more. I'm afraid you'll just have to use your imagination. Actually, my memories will be quite adequate. I doubt I'll ever forget your body, so warm, soft, and willing. She was back, wearing another of her beautiful dresses, this one a rusty bronze color with black accents. She did a little pirouette for my viewing pleasure. How's this? She asked, and turned her back as she sat on the edge of the bed, silently suggesting I zip her up. My instinct was to go through other direction, strip her naked, and jump her once again. But I complied, pulling the small tab upward, while nibbling her neck. Oh, that's not fair, Nick. You know I have to go. She breathed, turning to kiss me. I'll send you a message tonight, okay? Watch the broadcast. Socks and I arrived home, and caught a few funny looks from Mom. I chose to believe it was because we had been gone for nearly three hours, not because I was wearing a goofy grin having just had the best sex of my life. Dinner passed without any unusual questions from her, and we were just finishing when the appropriate time arrived, and she flipped the TV on. There on the screen was Savannah, looking delicious, her hair perfect after some time in the chair of her dressing room. Mom cast a glance in my direction, undoubtedly curious about my prolonged absence this afternoon. I'm sure she had it figured out, and my attempts to control my urge to smile were largely unsuccessful providing all the confirmation she needed. I have no idea whether the news was good or bad that evening. I watched, enthralled, with my mind racing back to her bedroom, only a couple of hours ago. Her body, naked in my arms, filled my imagination. As the end of the show approached, my focus returned. She had told me that she would send me a message, but so far it had been her usual, professional self. The camera cut to the wide shot that always signaled the end of the broadcast. It showed both Savannah and her male counterpart standing at the desk. Well, that's all for today. We'll be back tomorrow at six. She began, in her usual wrap-up. She smiled, but this wasn't her usual smile. It seemed somehow brighter, 
and almost personal. For my co-anchor Braxton Barnes, I'm Savannah Lynch. Good night. Before the lights went down, as they usually did, to leave her and Braxton in silhouette, Savannah delivered her message. Her hand reached up to tug her earlobe, a La Cara Burnett, and she kicked up one foot, in that way women do when kissing their beau. It was subtle to everyone else, but obvious to me, and mom, apparently. When my phone buzzed a few seconds later, with a text, she smiled knowingly. I, um, I gotta go out, mom, I stammered, processing the message that told me to meet my new girlfriend at her house immediately. She told me where the key was, and the alarm code, and suggested I be in bed naked by the time she arrived. I'm not sure when I'll be home. That's fine, dear. Mom smiled. I was nearly at the door when she added her final comment. Tell Savannah she's a lucky woman. That's my mom. I never could fool her. Chapter 02 Oh my God, Nick! Where did you learn that? Savannah gasped. A smile of wonder covered her face. I rolled off her, pulling my rubber-clad cock out of her with a pop dot. It's a secret. I replied, settling back. Can I trust you? I never reveal a source. She giggled. Okay. I nodded. It's part ex-girlfriend, part instructional videos. Instructional videos, huh? She smiled, still breathing hard. Maybe we can watch a few of those together. My eyes naturally fell on her heaving breasts. I was really enjoying them. I'd always been a boob fancier often choosing my instructional video based on the actress's rack, but hadn't ever dreamt of being with a woman so bountifully endowed. Okay. That's not true. I had dreamt of it, but never actually thought it would come to fruition. Now that it had, I was in heaven. When we had talked about her augmentation, she told me her philosophy on it. I figured if I was going to do it, I might as well do it right, she had said. Go big or go home. I always wanted to be bigger, and now I am. Of that there was no doubt. So deliciously big, full and round. I still marveled that her jogging bra could contain all that magnificence that we had been an item for only a few days, and she had a birthday coming up in a few more, so I was hoping to get her something nice. Unfortunately, the only things I really knew about her, other than our first conversation, revolved around her bedroom. I had no idea what gift I could give that might touch her heart, so I was going to start with a nice dinner out. Maybe a movie. Hopefully, I would figure something out before her birthday. Until then, we would just continue to explore each other physically. With that in mind, I laid back and let her climb aboard. She reached under herself and guided my cock back inside her. Em, Nick, that's the way I like it. She smiled, undulating her hips to settle onto my stiff shaft. Once fully impaled, she leaned forward, resting her boobs on me, and eyeing me from close range. Would you like to come down to the studio today? She asked, tracing my nose with her fingertip. You might find it interesting, the whole behind-the-scenes routine of a TV show. You can meet some of my coworkers, watch the broadcast from the set, that sort of thing. Then we can go to dinner. I'd like that, I whispered, accepting her soft kisses. It sounds like fun. You know. She smiled, this one with a naughty curl to her lips. I have a private dressing room. She let the comment stand on its own, for me to take any way I wanted. 
Why Savannah Lynch? You bad girl. Just how many innocent men have fallen into your clutches and visited your dressing room? I laughed, patting her rump playfully. She sat up, slowly fucking herself on my cock. Hmm, let's see. She purred. How many men? Plenty, although I'm not sure any of them were innocent. Certainly, not after I was done with them. As for how many have visited my dressing room? Well, that is a list of one. Just you. I looked up at her, peering into those fabulous blue eyes of hers. Just me? I suppose that's a sign, isn't it? I started this with the thought that I wanted more than just a roll in the hay, and a story for my buddies to banter about, and now I had the first indication that she felt the same way that I reached up, and pulled her back down, meeting her lips with my own. This was a kiss of escalating passion, and within seconds we were pawing each other in desperate need. More than just the physical act, we had both let down an internal wall of protection, and were allowing our emotions to mix on a deeper level. Savannah was still grinding her cunt on my cock, and I was thrusting up into her, all while we maintained the kiss. She wrapped her body tight to mine, and rolled us over, then pulled away for an instant. Fuck me, honey, she urged, in a voice dripping with desire. Her legs were lifted higher, and she crossed them behind my back. Fuck my pussy deep. I was feeling the same way. There was something different about this. Something somehow more intimate. Fuck you? Absolutely doubt I kissed her throat and drilled into her receptive vagina, reveling in the heat and wetness of the tight opening. She was my dream girl, even if she passed the girl stage years ago. Unf! 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 Yes! God, yes! You're so good for me, baby! She moaned as I continued to pound her pussy. She held me tight, absorbing the thrusts with little puffs and grunts while I nibbled on her neck and collarbone. She was obviously enjoying it, as was I doubt I felt her perfectly manicured nails digging into my ass, along with her heels. Spurred on by those requests, I upped the pace, slamming my cock into her harder and harder. Her vocalizations grew louder and more direct. Yes. Oh God, yes. Fuck me harder. She screamed out I in order to do that. I needed to rise up on my arms and she reluctantly let me establish my perch. Now I could really drive my hips home, and answered her requests. Aie! 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 She yelped, her face contorted in a mixture of pain and pleasure. Yes! Like that! Pound my cunt! Fuck me with that big cock! I love it! I'm coming, baby! I'm coming! I watched her face as she came twisting her body in movements of agonized bliss, while I kept hammering into her. Of course, in this position, her face wasn't my only focal point, and I found my gaze falling to her huge, swinging breasts, which were doing their own dance of joy. Her nipples were standing tall, and puckered tight, and a pink flush grew on her neck and chest. Yep, she was coming all right, and I was going to be close behind her. She stopped arching and twisting, as her body went limp, allowing her legs to drop away with a thud to the mattress. I thought she might have passed out, but she was smiling and muttering sweet nothings. Oh God, so good, she whispered, among other things. With the knowledge that I hadn't killed her, I set to my own, selfish task and stroked into her juicy cunt eagerly. Seconds later, I exploded, 
filling the condom with hot semen. She moaned and wrapped her arms around me. We lay like this for a few minutes, panting and sweating in a tangle of limbs. I tried to keep most of my weight on elbows and knees, but eventually she needed me to move. I rolled off. She turned on her side to face me. Um, wow. She giggled, dragging her nails across my sweaty chest. I mean, wow, a girl could get used to that kind of treatment. That was just... Wow. A professional journalist reduced to wow? Is that a compliment, or do you just need your teleprompter? I laughed. Wouldn't help anyway. She responded quickly. After that orgasm, I couldn't read it. She patted my chest. Wow. That started us laughing, and the bedroom filled with happy sounds. Happy enough to attract the attention of someone else. A small face and two paws appeared at the edge of the bed. Socks. How are you, little one? Savannah smiled, reaching down to scoop the small dog onto the bed. Daddy and I are done having fun. She giggled, glancing at me. For now, at least. Hello, little girl. Socks immediately did what beagles do best, sniffing everything in sight and licking whatever smelled good. Savannah covered her pussy with a hand, blocking Socks's access. I think your dog is a lesbian. Savannah laughed as she tried to protect her nipples as well. This is not the threesome I envisioned. Socks. Off, please, I said, causing a pause and a tilted head from her. Off, please, I repeated and pointed. She reluctantly jumped down and wandered out of the bedroom. So, I smiled, turning to face her. Tell me about this threesome thing, as you envisioned it. Savannah Lynch, co-anchor of the six o'clock news, was quite clear, detailed and eloquent as she described the aforementioned threesome, as though it was a real event. It was, um, wow, and resulted in my cock rising once again to the occasion, but I suppose that was the idea. Good thing she had lots of rubbers in her bedside cabinet. Later that afternoon, I went home with socks to get changed, and drop he dog at home. My mother was there to greet me with a wry, knowing smile.it was, to say the least, strange to have mom know about Savannah and me. It was made even stranger by mom's repeated messages to my new lady. Tell Savannah she's lucky, she had said. Say hi to Savannah for me. Another time. Similar platitudes were dispatched, every time I went to meet her. It was weird. Today, I dressed nice and waited for her to arrive. She was picking me up any minute now that I heard the crunching of tires on gravel and a distant beep, which signaled her presence. I gave Socks a treat, and made my way out, locking the door behind me. I in our brief time together, I had driven my car to meet her at the studio on our first real date. Every other meeting had been on foot, at her place, so I had no idea what vehicle would be waiting for me in the driveway. As I turned the corner around the garage and walked into view, she surprised me again. I was expecting. I don't know, maybe a Beamer, or a little Mercedes. Something elegant but sporty. What I was not expecting was a muscle car, or for her to be standing beside it, with the passenger door open and one foot inside. Savannah! What's this? I laughed, walking around to her side. She didn't say anything, just looked at me expectantly. Oh, right. First things first. Hi, honey. You look fabulous. 
I backpedaled and leaned in for a kiss. The car door kept me from hugging her properly, but I made an effort. That's better, she giggled. Hi, baby. Now, what's this? I repeated, stepping back to take in the whole view. You could have told me. After all, you've seen mine. I was intending to reference the fact that she had seen my car, my 1967 Mustang, which I had resurrected from the auto graveyard with my own two hands. What came out was a blatant and clumsy sexual reference. She laughed. Yes, she smiled when she finished chuckling. Yes, I have, and you've seen mine. She adjusted her brow theatrically to return the flirt. Now you've seen my car, too. What do you think, Mr. Mechanic? Hm. I smiled, looking at the grill. 2015 Dodge Challenger. Very nice. I pointed to the badge on the hood. Hemi 392. That's a lot of power, for such an elegant lady. Love the color. Me too, she giggled. Jazz blue pearl, they call it. Really pops in the sunlight. You drive. You know the way. I walked around to the driver's side and slipped behind the wheel. The door closed with a satisfying thud, and when I turned the key, that monster Hemi engine rumbled to life. Oh, I smiled. Oh, indeed, she smiled back. It makes me wet. Love that sound. I pulled out of the driveway, and off we went for the half-hour drive to her studio. Along the way, she said little, comfortable with the silence that I found the whole situation amusing. Consider this. I was in a relationship with an older woman, and I drove an older classic car. Appropriate. That older woman had been surgically updated for the modern world, and her choice in cars? Well, an updated version of an older classic, of course. God must have a sense of humor. Pulling into the studio parking lot, Savannah pointed me to her spot. There, on the curb, was a marker. Reserved S. Lynch had said with a little star beside it. Seeing the studio for the first time in the daylight, I wasn't overly impressed. There was little to indicate what was inside the plain, concrete and brick structure, at least on this side. Maybe the front entrance was more impressive? Savannah took my arm and walked me in, through the back door and down a plain hallway, which led to the front lobby. At last, we arrived at the public entrance. Hi, Marcy. She smiled as we stopped in front of the large reception desk. The petite brunette behind the desk looked up and smiled in response. Miss Lynch! Nice to see you. What can I do for you? I was hoping you had a visitor's badge back there for my friend. He's going to watch from the background tonight. Savannah replied. Of course. Marcy grinned, opening a drawer and coming out with a card on a lanyard. Can't have security tossing you out, can we? If you need anything else, please let me know. I assumed the last bit was meant for Savannah, but Marcy was looking at me when she said it. With the pass around my neck, Savannah led me through a set of double doors into the studio area. Now I understood why the outside of the building was so plain and featureless, with so few windows. There was a whole other building inside. Just as your stainless steel coffee mug has inner and outer walls to stop the transfer of heat, the studio was actually a room inside a room, inside a room, inside the building. The multiple layers insulated the broadcast area from extraneous, outside noise, 
as well as the sounds of other areas of the building. Between layers were storage and office spaces, as well as the dressing rooms and control booths. At last, another set of doors opened, and we were inside the SET.IT was surprisingly small and cramped, with one side of the room filled with cameras, boom microphones, and other technical equipment. At least the rest of the area looked familiar. Ah, the desk. I laughed. It looks a little more frail in person. Does the camera add ten pounds to the desk, too? Ha ha, smartass. She giggled, taking her usual place standing behind the glass top. It's not built for strength. I'll say. It looks like it would collapse about thirty seconds in. I grinned mischievously. Thirty seconds? What? She asked, before the light bulb went off. Oh. Oh, aren't you being bad? No, I don't think it would hold up either but I do have a nice little couch in my dressing room that has never been christened. She winked. Besides, too many cameras in here. I'm not looking for that much publicity. The name's Lynch, not Kardashian. She stepped over to me and kissed me softly. Ahem. A gruff, disembodied voice said from above. It echoed through the silence. I can see you. Is that God or Santa Claus? I asked. Neither. She laughed and tipped her head back. It's my director, Ken. Hi, Ken. Good afternoon, Savannah. The voice answered. Going to introduce me to your friend? Ken, meet Nick. She complied. Nick, meet Ken's voice. Hi, Ken. I smiled. Nice to, um, hear you. You, too, the voice said. We'll meet properly later. That's great, Ken. Do you have anything important to say? Or were you just spying on us? Savannah said, in the general direction of no one. Nope. Just thought I'd let you know you weren't alone. Next time, I'll wait until it gets more interesting. The voice laughed. By Ken. She giggled and snuggled into my chest. Isolated from the outside world, it was so quiet in here every little sound seemed to echo. Breathing, the swish of hands on fabric and even our combined heartbeats pierced the vacuum. Wanna try that couch? She whispered. I nodded, and she took my hand, leading me out of the studio. Along the way, we were met by numerous other staff members, both male and female, who greeted Savannah with smiles while giving me a quick inspection. Their expressions leaned towards surprise, but also acceptance. We finally stopped in front of a door, emblazoned with her name. This star was bigger than the one on the curb. My humble abode. She smiled, then pointed down the hallway. Braxton is down there, but I seriously doubt he's here yet. We're quite early. For reasons I'll leave you to guess, and he always rolls in at the last moment. I watched as she opened the door, unveiling the dressing room for my eyes. A mischievous grin was on her face as she reached in and produced a do-not-disturb sign for the doorknob. We stepped in, and she closed the door behind us. About the size of a large bedroom, Savannah's dressing room was more of a one-room apartment. Well, two rooms if you count the attached, private bathroom, complete with shower. Racks of clothing covered one wall. A dressing table and makeup chair occupied the opposite one, and in the corner was a small sectional sofa, coffee table, and lamps. The lighting was soft and relaxing, but could obviously be ramped up for certain tasks. 
Sometimes I do my run in a straight shot, right to here, so I need a shower when I arrive. She explained. My room is bigger than Braxton's. I've got more clothes. He could wear the same suit every day, for a year, and no one would notice. If I wear the same thing twice in a month, we get letters. That's proof enough that people aren't really tuning in for information, isn't it? I guess so. I nodded. I meant to ask you. How did the viewers react to the new you? I mean, they had to notice, right? Well, it was all time for me to return after a long summer vacation, so as to minimize the comparison. But yeah, you could say they noticed. She giggled, cupping her breasts suggestively. Pretty hard to hide these. The response was mostly positive. Not all, of course. You can't please everyone, but the complainers were far outweighed by the supporters. Male viewership went up ten points. Purely for the news, I'm sure. I laughed, taking her in my arms. We kissed again, and she moaned softly. If we're going to, um, you know, use the sofa, we'd better get to it. People will be looking for me soon enough. She whispered. Savannah pulled me across the room and sat me down in the corner of the couch. Once I was settled, she straddled me and took her place in my embrace again. Her lips resumed the kiss while I held her close. She was dressed about as casual as I had ever seen her, workout gear excluded. A white silk blouse draped her fabulous curves and felt wonderful under my hands, which were taking full advantage of our privacy. Her dress slacks were classic black and equally smooth to the touch. We made out in the silence, trading soft moans of happiness. She didn't even pull away from my lips as she unbuttoned her blouse, slipping it off her shoulders. Even when she deftly reached behind her back and unfastened her lacy white bra, her mouth stayed on mine, tongue probing wetly. With nothing between my hands and her breasts, I naturally caressed those huge globes reverently. She finally broke away and watched me fondling her for a few seconds. Don't keep me waiting, baby, she moaned, pressing closer. You know what I want, and I know you want it, too. I smiled and kissed the full upper curves of her breasts, while she pulled my head lower. With one breast in each hand, I lifted them, and kissed her nipples. Her wide areolas puckered at my touch, pulling tighter, and rising into tall spires in the center. I flicked my tongue across the rubbery nubs, and she moaned her appreciation. Emhm, that's it, honey, she purred, tracing her fingers through my hair. Suck my tits. It gets me so hot and wet. I was latched firmly onto her right breast, suckling dutifully, while I twanged her erect left nipple with a fingertip. For her part, Savannah was mewling contentedly, while rubbing her crotch over the burgeoning lump in my pants. It feels like you're enjoying it too, honey. She giggled softly, undulating her hips more. I think I'm going to have to have another taste. This morning, at her place, we had sampled each other thoroughly, but if she wanted some more, who was I to say no? I watched her stand, retrieving her blouse from the floor and hanging it over the dressing chair. Her slacks followed, leaving her only with a very sexy little thong and a hungry expression. She was soon on her knees, tugging my pants and underwear off. She licked her lips and dropped her mouth over the head of my stiff cock. Oh God, Savannah, I groaned as her lips slid further and further down. You're the best. Absolutely the best. 
She looked up at me and smiled around the mouthful of meat that made conversation impossible, then pointed to the shelf on the wall that held numerous trophies. May I assume those awards are for performances of a different sort? I laughed, watching her head bob in my lap. She nodded and continued, driving me crazy with not only her mouth, but also the sensation of those massive boobs against my thighs. She kept it up for another few minutes, then moved back up, wiping saliva off her chin. I sat, my drool-soaked erection pointed skyward, and watched her rummage through her bag, before holding the condom she found aloft. Her breast swayed and jiggled as she tore open that package and wrapped my package. Ready for action. She smiled, straddling me again. Her delicate hand reached under her body, pulled the string of her thong aside, and grasped my shaft, pointing it into her vagina. With a satisfied purr, she lowered herself aboard. Ah, that's better. Now, please continue with my nipples. This position was very convenient. I was seated comfortably on the soft, supportive sofa, with my hands on her hips, and her big tits hanging pleasantly right in front of my face. The effort required to reach her nipples was minimal. It was sort of like having sex in a comfy recliner. All I needed was a football game, some chips, and the remote control that I in the absence of a remote, I decided to just go ahead and change the channels manually, using my lips to bring those nipples to full attention. Within seconds of suckling, gentle gnawing, and kissing, I had both nips standing tall, and was alternating from one to the other, in order to keep them that way. Savannah was holding my head close to her chest, while stroking herself on my cock smoothly. The occasional pause in her up and down motion let her grind against the thick base of my hardness, abusing her clit and moving her ever closer to orgasm. We interrupt regularly scheduled programming for this breaking news. She sighed, hanging her head back in pleasure. This just in. I have a boyfriend, and he has a nice big cock, which does marvelous things to my little pussy. This is Nick reporting. I joined in, causing her head to whip upright and look at me intently. It didn't stop her riding me, but her smile told me she was amused. I'm on the scene of that pussy now, and from what I can see, it's very warm and wet. I get the feeling that the pussy is enjoying itself, and the owner seems happy with the situation. On a related note, the owner of the pussy also has a fabulous pair of tits, which this reporter has personally met. Her boyfriend is a lucky guy. She giggled and kissed me, then sat upright again and pulled my face back to her nipples. And now, back to our program, she moaned and picked up her pace a little. She liked it playful. She also liked it gentle, or hard, or rough. She liked to be revered, or treated like a cheap whore. She was many different women, all rolled into one, which was lots of fun, but a little confusing. I had learned to read her moods a bit better by now, and she was pretty good about putting me on the right track. Right now, that track was up and down rapidly. She was fucking herself furiously on my shaft, and I had been forced to abandon my lip lock on her breasts now sitting back to watch those big globes dance happily before my eyes. My hands were on her hips, guiding and bracing her through her frenzy of sexual pleasure. Oh God, yes! She moaned, her face contorting. Oh yes, 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 here it comes, I can feel it! Oh fuck! Oh fuck! Oh F-U-C-K! Oh fuck, I'm coming, baby! Oh yes! Yes!
Yes. Her screams pierced the silence, and I found myself wondering if they also pierced the soundproofing of the dressing room. My concerns were put aside while I held her upright, as she bucked and twisted atop me in the throes of bliss. The final spasm racked her body, and she went limp, resting in my grasp. Oh God! So good. She breathed, as I laid her back on the couch. It took me a few seconds to untangle myself from her legs, move atop her, and re-enter her vagina. She moaned as I slid back in, and wrapped her body around mine. And my man? I really liked it when she said things of that sort. My man resonated with my soul, and I had begun to think of her in similar terms. She had become more than just an exceptionally enjoyable pussy, spectacular tits, and provider of blowjobs to die for. With that feeling in mind, I was stroking into her pussy smoothly and kissing her lips with gentle passion. She had done a good job of satisfying her own immediate needs, so now I could play the long game and give it to her slowly, building up to a mutual crescendo, if possible. Her pussy was extremely wet and warm, as were her kisses. So I'm the first guy you've brought here? I asked between kisses while still grinding into her. That's right. She smiled, gazing up at me dreamily. Why me? Hmm, why you? She asked, her smile growing crooked and mischievous. Well, I've had hundreds of chances, but my dressing room isn't that big. I'm such a slut. Uh Uh-huh. I responded, letting the self-deprecating remark fall flat. I continued to fuck her slowly. Okay, okay. I'm not that much of a slut. She allowed. Still, I do like sex, a lot, and on the occasion when my fingers or vibrator just haven't satisfied the itch, I have been known to allow myself to be taken. So, I'm not really a slut, but I'm not a nun either. Em, now that's a naughty Halloween costume I'd like to see on you. I growled, going a little faster. She moaned in response. Nude underneath? She whispered, her voice trembling. No. I grunted, fucking her deeper. Your best, most revealing bra, stockings, suspenders, and fuck me high heels. Hail Mary. I'm coming. She hissed, and shuddered under my body, while I continued to ream her cunt firmly. As she came down from her orgasm, her eyes found focus again on my face. Oh. Good one. Answer the question, please. I reminded her. Huh. Oh. Why you? She giggled, remembering where we were before the prospect of her in a nun's habit and an orgasm interrupted us. Well, it's like I told you. Most of the guys I've slept with since my divorce were only in it for a good fuck and a story to tell their friends. They burned their bridges on the first night, and truthfully, I didn't want them back for a second night either. She paused. I was still stroking into her pussy rhythmically but I think the emotion I heard in her voice was from her heart, not her loins. Then we met. You seemed like fun, and I knew you were watching me every time we met on your walk, but you were respectful in your observance. She smiled. After our first date, I was sure I wanted you to take me home and fuck my brains out, but you turned me down, saying you wanted more than just a trophy. That started me thinking. I wondered if maybe it was time for me, too if maybe I was ready for more than just a hard fucking. It opened my eyes again. She gave me a sheepish expression. Incidentally, that night, instead of a cold shower, as you suggested, 
I spent the entire night masturbating. I think I came six times, all to images of you and me, before exhaustion took me. I've never done that before. So, the short answer is that I never wanted to share any of my male partners with my friends, until you. You're the first. She said quietly doubt I knew that telling me the whole story must have made her feel very vulnerable. She had bared her soul, and was trusting me not to break her heart doubt we had briefly discussed my last relationship, so she knew it hadn't been as long for me as it had for her. I care very much for you, too, Savannah. I whispered and kissed her passionately. Her lips responded with the emotion we had both confessed to sharing, and soon we were fully engaged in a tongue battle. Her hands moved to my ass, urging me to fuck her harder, so I did. The room was less quiet now, with our wet moans, passionate kissing, and colliding bodies filling the silence with the sounds of sex. The couch joined in, harmonizing with its own squeaks and thumps. We fucked like this for another minute, or so before her nails raked my ass, and I could feel her nearing another zenith. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck, yes, Nick. Yes. Fuck my pussy. I'm coming. She screeched, bucking under me. Her whole body flexed, and her cunt grabbed my cock tighter. I paused my strokes to watch her come, and it was quite the sight. When her eyes opened again, she smiled and pulled me down into her embrace holding me close against her full breasts. Her legs wrapped around my hips, stopping my strokes. Just hold me, baby, she whispered. Just hold me for a minute. So we rested, holding each other in a lover's embrace, while she recovered from her climax. I heard her soft voice in my ear. Okay, sweetie. It's your turn. How does doggy sound? I don't know any guys who don't like fucking a woman doggy style. You can be purely selfish, fucking her as hard and deep as you want, with the added bonus of watching your cock plunge in and out of her pussy. For me, that's a recipe that adds up to pleasure. I lifted off her and watched her reposition herself, ass high in the air. My cock found its way back into her warmth, guided by her soft hand. With a firm grip on her waist, I began the run-up to my own orgasm. The sharp slap of my hips meeting her firm lump filled the room. In the relative silence, it seemed so loud. The knock on the door, which seemed even louder, nearly made me jump out of my skin. I lurched forward, giving her an extra deep thrust, which caused a yelp of surprise. To my surprise, Savannah replied, barely concealing our activity. Yes? she said with difficulty. Sorry to disturb you. Just a reminder that we're coming up on one hour to air. The female voice responded. Thank you, Tracy, she replied, pushing back against my cock with a soft moan. I'll be out in a few minutes. Of course, ma'am, the voice said. If you're going to come, she said over her shoulder, wriggling her sexy ass suggestively. You'd better get with it. Fuck me hard, honey. I'm supposed to be in that chair in ten minutes with Tracy doing my hair and makeup, and she can't do that if you're still doing me. I was going to mention that the room clearly wasn't as soundproof as I'd hoped. If the two of them could converse through a closed door, then her earlier, highly descriptive screams had quite obviously been audible beyond these walls. I say I was going to mention it, but she started to pound herself back on my cock and moan loudly. Come on, baby. Fuck me. Pound me with your big cock. 
I love what it does to me, she groaned. If she wasn't concerned about it, then my only worry should be getting myself off. I repositioned myself, braced a foot on the floor, and began to slam my hardness into her furiously. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that's it. Fuck my cunt, she growled. Fuck me like a bitch in heat. My grip on her narrow waist grew tighter, and I pulled her toward me with each desperate stroke, making the collision between our bodies even more pronounced. I really wanted to come, and was fucking her brains out, something she seemed to be enjoying every bit as much as I was. If not for the numbing effects of the condom, I'm sure I would have filled her with hot semen by now. Savannah shrieked, and tossed her hair back. Pull my hair. Pull my hair. Make me come again, you fucking stud. I grabbed a handful and gave it a solid tug, to her delight. Un. Yes. More. Fuck me harder. Un. Un. Oh yes. Coming. C.U.M. She screeched, arching her back. It was just what I needed, and I exploded inside her, grunting like an animal, while she retained some of her eloquence. Oh God, yes, that's it, baby. Come in me. I love the way your cock flexes and that surge of warmth. It's so good. For me, words were an impossibility. My head was spinning, and a post-orgasmic tingle had taken over my body, making staying upright difficult. It's a good thing I had her ass to hold on to. Wow. I breathed, exhausting my slowly returning vocabulary. Wow. Savannah pulled away, leaving me teetering for a moment, before I flopped back on the couch. Her steps were marginally more stable than I felt as she walked into the bathroom. Phew. Good thing I have a professional makeup artist, or I'd be in trouble. She called from inside the restroom. I look like I just got fucked. Her head peeked around the door frame. Thanks, baby. That was fantastic. I like it gentle, the way you were doing it, but sometimes a little frantic shafting is just what the doctor ordered. Makes for a very big finish. My pleasure, I panted. Two words. Now ask me my name. In a minute, she was back in the room, recovering her clothes. I watched her dress before she grinned at me. You know, Tracy is a lovely girl, but I think even her discretion has limits. She giggled. Huh? I asked. Oh, I just thought you might like to get dressed before she comes in here. Naked man in my dressing room is pretty obvious. She suggested. Yeah, and make me come you fucking stud is ambiguous. I laughed, retrieving my underwear from the floor. Stevie Wonder knows what we were doing. This room is like an embassy of Savannah Land. She smiled. What happens in here stays in here. Just get dressed, okay? Looking for my other sock, I replied as I pulled my shirt on. It only took a minute to find everything and head for the bathroom where the semen-filled condom met its end in the toilet and I washed up behind closed doors. At last, after checking myself in the mirror, I opened up and went back into Savannah's dressing room. Tracy, this is Nick, my boyfriend. She giggled, sitting in the chair and gesturing in the mirror. Hi, Nick. I've heard so much about you. The petite brunette smiled, holding out her hand. I took it with a sheepish smile in return. I'm sure you did. This room isn't soundproof, is it? I asked, embarrassed. I don't know what you're talking about. 
she giggled and winked. But it sounded like fun. All right, Tracy, Savannah interrupted. That's enough flirting. In case you haven't guessed, he's taken. She made eye contact with me and winked too. All the good ones are. Tracy sighed, turning back to her task. Honey, why don't you go get a snack? I'm sure you're hungry after all that exercise. Savannah's reflection smiled at me. There's lots of goodies in the lunchroom. You have your pass, right? Um, yeah. I laughed, fumbling with the lanyard which was hanging down my back. I am a little peckish. You want something? Not now, baby, she replied. Saving it for dinner. And dessert. Another wink. Okay. I'll be wandering around out here. I nodded and left, pulling the door shut behind me. Now. Where's that lunchroom? Finding my way through the maze of passages and expensive-looking equipment toward the lunchroom took a few minutes. Along the way, I passed several crew members, all of whom greeted me with a smile and a nod. It seemed like every one of them was saying good job fucking Savannah. That sounded like fun, or maybe it was all my imagination, and they were just being polite. I finally found a passage which looked more like a main road than a parking lot, and followed it reaching my goal at last. Savannah was right. There was lots to eat in here, with trays of muffins, danish, and bagels, as well as veggies and dip. I was gnawing on a chocolate chip muffin when a hand clapped my shoulder from behind. Hey there, young man! I heard, wincing internally. I expected a security guard, and was fumbling with my pass, when I turned to see Braxton Barnes, Savannah's co-anchor. You must be this boyfriend of Savannah's I'd been hearing about. He smiled, his voice a distinctive, low rumble that had made him a staple of the local news for decades. He extended his hand. I'm Braxton Barnes. Yes, I know. Nice to meet you. I'm Nick. I nodded, swallowing the muffin quickly, and shaking his hand. My mind immediately did a quick personality assessment. Watching him on TV over the years... He had seemed to be a decent enough person, but Savannah's opinion had differed. A sexist, misogynistic bastard or words to that effect had been her evaluation. I was quite sure she had a logical basis for that opinion and really wasn't looking for confirmation. He provided it anyway. So, Nick, tell me. Man to man. He said, then lowered his voice and looked around conspiratorially. Those big tits of hers? Are they as soft as they look? Are they fun to play with? Uh Uh-huh. So, Savannah was being kind when she called you that. The truth is much worse, isn't it? You're actually the kind of guy that makes me ashamed to have a Y chromosome. Man to man or not, vocalizing a question like that, especially about a coworker, is just wrong on so many levels, I couldn't even justify a response. Instead, I just glared at him. What? He shrugged. Come on. You know you were asking the same things before you scored. Don't give me that look. How good is your makeup artist? I asked, turning my gaze away. Why? He answered, oblivious to his own obnoxious nature. Because if you ever say anything like that about Savannah within earshot of me again, she's going to have a black eye to cover up. I threatened that he opened his mouth to reply, surely with some snide comment of superiority when Savannah appeared at my elbow. Hi, honey, she chirped, rubbing against my arm. 
Her presence derailed Braxton, and he merely muttered something about seeing her on set and left. That was fast. I laughed, surprised at seeing her so quickly. What was that about? She tilted her head in the direction of the departing asshole. It was so cute when she did that. Nothing really, just his way of saying hello, I guess. I shook my head. I thought you'd be longer in your chair. Well, I didn't need as much makeup today. She giggled. Seems I have a natural glow going, thanks to you. All she really had to do is my hair, eyes, and lips. Oh God, don't say lips. I groaned. Nick? Didn't you get enough already? She said softly, pressing her body closer. There's no such thing as enough of you. I smiled, wrapping her in my arms. Aren't you sweet? She giggled, then tilted her face down, giving me a very sexy glance. Does someone enjoy watching sexy, lipstick-covered lips sliding up and down their cock? She purred, licking her plump, deep red beauties. Yes, I croaked. Someone loves it. Well then, keep that in mind, my darling. She smiled, pecking me carefully on the nose. Perhaps you'll get a special treat later. That thought keeps surfacing in my mind as I sat quietly in a tall chair in the background clutter of the set. I could see her between the cameras and also on the monitors that lined the bulkhead above. Savannah knew exactly where I was and her piercing blue eyes found me whenever possible. Ever the professional, she was all business when the red light was on, but during the station breaks, she wasn't above a little teasing. The pen she used to check her paper copy tapped those intoxicating lips repeatedly, and a sly smile crossed her face. Sitting in my chair, I couldn't help my mind from wandering back to earlier in the day. That woman over there, so calmly and smoothly reporting the day's events to an enthralled audience of millions, was my girlfriend. I was proud of her professionalism and skill, but pride wasn't the only thing I felt. My wandering mind had me feeling something more basic, and my body was reacting on autopilot. Before I realized it, I had a full-blown erection, uncomfortably crowding my pants. Fortunately, the lighting in this background area was dim enough to conceal the bulge. Now if only it could ease the swelling so it went, as I spent the hour of the broadcast battling with my body's natural reactions. If I didn't watch her then I would relax, and my erection would subside, but it was nearly impossible to keep from watching her. In the end, I gave up, and resigned myself to sitting with a huge boner in my pants for the duration. When at last they had signed off, I remained seated. Savannah picked her way over to me. Well? Did I do a good job? She asked, leaning over for a kiss. Her hand fell on my lap. Yikes. I guess I did. Poor baby. Can I help you with that? You're the only one who can. I laughed. She tilted her head. Suddenly, I have a craving for sausage. We never did make it to the restaurant. The day of Savannah's birthday, we had no opportunity to get together, other than that evening, so I picked her up after her broadcast. The plan was for a nice dinner, maybe a late movie, that we probably wouldn't actually watch anyway. Back at her place, we would spend the entire night expressing our appreciation for each other physically. At least, that was my plan. I in the restaurant, the waitress directed us to our table and left us with menus to sort through. I noticed that she wasn't really into it. You seem a little distracted tonight, honey. 
I observed. Is everything all right? Savannah smiled over her menu, but it was forced. I'm sorry, baby, she said softly. It's just that I'm not very fond of birthdays. I appreciate the sentiment, and I'm glad to be out with you tonight, but this is the one day each year when I just feel old. Not from where I sit, I laughed. You sure didn't feel old last night. Why, thank you. She smiled, genuinely this time. Would it help if I told you my mother wished you a happy birthday, too? I offered. She did, did she? Savannah laughed. Well, thank her for me. She always tells me to say hi for her. I continued. Then why didn't you? She asked, pointing a chastising finger at me. We've never really talked about your mother, other than that you live there. What's her name? Daisy, I replied. I once knew a Daisy a long time ago, she said quietly. Mom always said that Dad rescued her from torment. Taking his name meant she wasn't Daisy Hasey anymore. I chuckled. Daisy Hasey? Savannah asked. Well, her maiden name was Hayes, but kids can be cruel, I replied. I suppose the rhyme was inevitable. I looked at Savannah, who seemed pale. Honey? Are you okay? I asked, concerned. Um, no, not really, she answered, closing her menu. Would it be okay if we called it a night? I don't feel well. I'm sorry. Of course, honey. I nodded, touching her hand, just as the waitress arrived to take our orders. After a quick explanation from me, she took the menus and left us. I know you had plans for tonight. Savannah apologized again. But I might be coming down with something. I think I just need to go to bed. She saw me grin and added, Alone, baby. Sorry. The drive back to her house was quiet, with no conversation to speak of. Parked in her driveway, I turned off the car, and we sat in silence. Are you sure you don't want me to come in and take care of you? I asked her. I'm sure, honey, she said softly, opening her door. I opened mine and hopped out to meet her at her side anticipating at least a kiss goodnight. Just a hug, okay? No use getting you sick as well. I held her for a minute, feeling her soft breathing. I wanted to say something, but I was confused. Was she really sick? Was this just the birthday blues? Did I do something wrong? I felt her stir. I should get to bed, she said. I'll probably turn my phone off, so don't worry if I don't respond, okay? I, um, yeah? Okay. You're certain I can help? I offered once more. Good night, Nick, she said with decided finality. I watched her go to her door, unlock it, and go inside. Um, happy birthday, baby, I said softly to myself. Get well soon. Have you ever had one of those dreams where you, despite your best efforts, are in a situation totally beyond your control? One where you are trapped, helpless on the sidelines, while events unfold like a slow-motion train wreck? I had several of those that night. Every time, I woke up, my heart pounding, and when I fell back to sleep, my subconscious chose to resume the horror as though it had a remote control with a pause button. After a fitful night's sleep of emotional distress, I woke up alone, a stark reminder that things had not gone according to plan last night. I lay there, rehashing the whole scenario in my head, still unsure of where I went wrong. 
while it is true that I had only been with Savannah for twelve days, in that time we had grown very close to each other. Now, it appeared that it might be over, and I didn't know why dot or I might be totally wrong. Maybe she really was sick dot I checked my phone. Nothing. No response dot I was nearly useless at work that day. Checking my phone every few minutes and finding no messages each time did nothing to ease my dread. By the end of my shift, I was sure things were over, and I still didn't know why. That evening, during dinner at home with mom, I was sullen at best. She had the news on as usual, and noticed that I wasn't paying my usual rapt attention. Nick? Something wrong? She asked, giving me her concerned look. Girl problems? Her generic terminology belied the fact that she had been aware of the situation between Savannah and myself since the onset. Denying it would be an exercise in futility. Besides, maybe it would help to talk it out, even with my mother. Um, yeah? Girl trouble. I nodded. Oh, honey, I'm so sorry to hear that. I've always liked her, and I hope things would work out for you. Mom said softly, touching my hand. Tell me about it. That's just it. There's nothing to tell, really. I told her. Everything was fine. Better than fine, actually. I thought we were falling in love, then suddenly. It's over. I'm sure it feels that way, but there must be more to it than that. She must have had a reason to turn away, she suggested. When did this happen? Last night. We were out for her birthday, and we were talking, just like usual, then everything changed. I said, exasperated. Mom rolled her eyes and smiled. Last night? Don't you think you might be jumping to conclusions? She asked. Just because she didn't text you today doesn't necessarily mean it's over. No, but it's very unusual for us. She said she wasn't feeling well, and not to worry if she didn't respond at first, but I can't help it. It just feels wrong, I said sadly. Seeing her on the news means she can't be that sick. Okay, back up a second, she directed. She was sick? Not really, I sighed. All right, I'll tell you everything. My eyes were closed, and I recapped the whole evening. We're at the restaurant, and she seems a little bit down. Not her usual self. She says she's not fond of birthdays. Not unusual for a woman, Mom replied. I suppose. We talked a little more, and she seemed happier. I added, I even told her you wished her a happy birthday. We were talking about you, and then suddenly, she gets pale, and wants to go home. Talking about me? Mom gasped. Oh my. Yeah, she asked about you, and I told her. We even talked about your old nickname, when you were a kid. I replied. Mom sat back, and exhaled slowly. What? I asked. I think I understand. Mom sighed. I think this is my fault. Huh? You've never even met Savannah. I wondered. How could it be your fault? Mom got up and poured herself another cup of coffee. When she came back and sat down, she was holding the cup in both hands and looking down uncomfortably. She obviously had something to tell me. I had no choice but to wait until she was ready. Honey, she said softly. The truth is I have met Savannah. You have? When? I asked. Oh, about forty years ago, she admitted.
maybe a little less. I grew up with her and her older sister. In fact, her sister Shannon used to be my best friend. So, that's why you always said to say hello, I answered. I thought you were just being polite. So, why would that be a problem? Does it matter that you know her? Well, it doesn't really matter to me, Mom said. I mean, I know my opinion isn't the one that matters when it comes to your love life, but I would have imagined someone closer to your age, and further from mine, when I pictured your girlfriend. Still, your happiness is what matters to me, and if she was your choice, then I could make peace with it. Thank you. I nodded. Like I said, my opinion isn't important. It doesn't bother me. She looked up and fixed me with a stare, showing her seriousness. Just because it doesn't matter to me. Well, it might matter to her. She knows how old I am. It's hardly a secret. I replied. Nick, stop thinking like a man. She laughed. Maybe age isn't her concern. Maybe it's something more personal. Something from her past. Maybe it's me. I'm going to need some help with that one. I shook my head. Thinking like a man is a habit. What do you mean? Really? I thought I taught you better than that. She sighed. Okay, fine. I'll spell it out for you. You may have noticed that we women don't always say what we mean. Well, it's not because we are being dishonest. It's because our emotions have changed, and that has changed our intent. Okay, so you're saying she's changed her mind? There has to be a reason, doesn't there? I said, hoping there was one. I might not like it, but at least I'd know why. I'm betting it has something to do with her knowing me. She said, You said you were talking about me, and you hadn't done so before. She didn't know my name, and certainly didn't know my maiden name. I imagine it was something of a shock to find out the young man she had become involved with was the son of a childhood friend. Oh, Daisy Hasey. I groaned, suddenly cluing in. I slapped my forehead. Yeah. Daisy Hasey. That must have been a surprise, to say the least, and more than a little embarrassing. Mom discerned. You said you felt like you were falling for her? You think she felt the same? I think so. I nodded. I couldn't actually tell my mother how I came to that conclusion, as it would be divulging a little more about our relationship than I was comfortable telling. Nothing concrete, but it felt that way. Early in a relationship, emotions can be very fragile, don't you agree? Mom suggested. I nodded. Perhaps fragile enough that shock and embarrassment are enough to shake them. She may not have changed her mind, but she might need time to figure out how she really feels. So, I should let her go. I questioned. I really hate that idea. No, don't let her go, but don't press too hard. She smiled. Let her know you care, and that you are there to talk to, but don't inundate her with messages. That looks desperate, and desperate isn't what any woman wants in a man. I sat back, silent. All of this was just an opinion, of course. Another woman's opinion, but still better than anything I had come up with, and despite the fact that nothing had really changed, it did make me feel better. Thanks, Mom, I said softly. Anytime, honey. She smiled. I truly hope it all works out. To say this situation was bizarre was an understatement. I mean, when was the last time you took your mother's advice on your sex life?
In this case, it was even stranger, as mom not only knew what was happening, but with whom. Hell, she even knew the whom, before I did that I in the absence of anything contrary, in terms of advice, I went along with mom's plan. I gave Savannah some space, and took great care to keep my messages from sounding like I was feeling angry, or desperate, which is exactly what I was actually feeling. I sent her only one message, and it was crafted with great attention, so as not to cast guilt or blame. Hi Savannah, I sent. I hope you are feeling better. I now understand that you need some time and space to sort things out, and I promise to give you that space. I miss you. My life seems somehow lessened by your absence, but I know it's not only my decision to make. Please, if you want to talk, don't hesitate to call me, any time, day or night. I just need to know you're alright. To my great relief, that message brought a quick response, whereas the previous ones had been met with silence. Thank you, Nick. Miss you too. I'm okay. Please be patient. My heart leapt with joy. While hardly an unequivocal declaration of love, it said enough to put hope back into the equation. Please be patient, she asked. Easier said than done. I had sampled the goods, and they were really, really good. Now I felt like an addict, forced to go cold turkey. Hours seemed like days, and days like weeks. I in actuality, it was only five days of silence, but I was about ready to scream, when at last she surfaced. Hi, Nick. Can you meet me at our corner this afternoon? She said. We need to talk face to face. I owe you an explanation. See you at three? I'll be there. Thanks. I replied. Dot, oh. I once got fired from a job and was told we needed to talk, which is a whole different animal than want to talk. It didn't fill me with confidence. As for the location, our corner was the corner where she had waited for me on our first time together. I had deliberately been avoiding the usual route for walking socks so that it wouldn't appear that I was stalking her. For all I know, she'd been doing the same, and running elsewhere. At least I'd know. At three o'clock, on our corner, I'd know whether, or not, we were over. If I thought time moved slowly before, I now had a whole new appreciation for the effect. It seemed like it had stopped completely. When at last the damned clock finally neared three, I put socks on her leash and headed out. My heart was pounding in anticipation. Rounding the corner at the top of the hill, I saw her, patiently waiting at the corner, a block away. It was almost like seeing her for the first time, all over again. She was dressed for her run, and looking fabulous, as usual. As we approached, she smiled, but having been the recipient of her full wattage version, I knew her polite one. Hi, Nick, she said softly, then bent to pet socks, giving me an agonizing peek down her top at the huge rack I might never again have the pleasure of fondling. When she stood, her smile was gone. Let's go over here, she directed. There's a little park, with a bench, where we can talk. I nodded, and followed her, watching her ass wiggle in the tight spandex. It was torture, having her nearly naked body so close yet so off limits. When we reached the park, she sat, and patted the spot next to her, shifting slightly further away as I sat as well. Nick, I'm sorry about the other night. It wasn't fair of me to act the way I did. I'm sure you must have been terribly hurt, she said apologetically. It's true, I don't like birthdays, but you were being very nice, and you had planned a celebration. It wasn't your fault. 
So far I had nothing to add, so I let her continue uninterrupted. I'm afraid something has come up that might make us being together difficult. Something from my past many, many years ago. That's the real reason I have been pulling away. I needed time to think. Hmm. Maybe mom was right, I thought. Oh shit, there's no easy way to say this, so I'm just going to spit it out. I know your mother. Savannah gasped and hung her head. Yes, I know, I replied. Her head lifted slowly, eyes wide. Let me clarify. I didn't know then, but I know now. Mom told me that you grew up together. You, your sister Shannon, and Daisy Hayes. Oh God. This is so embarrassing. She moaned, resting her head in her hands. I'm fucking the son of a childhood friend. What a cruel joke. Savannah? I said softly, putting my arm around her. She didn't pull back. Honey? Who cares? Other than the three of us, no one knows, and no one cares. Does it really matter? It shouldn't, but it does. She blubbered, tears flowing. I'm the one. I'm the one who called her Daisy Hasey. She must hate me. I can't put you in the middle of that. Son of a bitch. Mom nailed it. I gotta get her to work on my lottery numbers. She doesn't hate you, I replied, holding her closer. The longer we stayed in contact, the less stress I felt from her. She always said she liked you on TV. When she found out I was seeing you, she was happy. She was? Savannah sniffed. I'm almost her age, and I know her. Isn't it a bit creepy? Not to me, and if she feels that way, she hasn't said so. We talked about the whole situation, and she's okay with it. It wouldn't be her first choice, but she understands. I told her. Savannah sat silent, processing her thoughts, the tears restrained for now. I decided to seal the deal, and fished my phone out of my pocket. Two movements of my thumb, and the call was placed. Before Savannah knew what was happening, Mom was on speaker. Hello? She answered. Hi, Mom, it's me, I said. I could feel Savannah tense. Could you please tell me again how you feel about me dating Savannah? Of course, dear. Mom said softly. May I assume that the reason for this question is that she is listening? The silence was deafening. Savannah obviously didn't want to reveal her presence, and was trying to hide, but nature abhors a vacuum. She finally broke. Hello, Daisy, she said sullenly. Savannah Banana! Mom chirped happily. Long time! I watched Savannah's face change, going from ashamed, to surprised, to smiling, in the space of seconds. Savannah Banana? My God! I forgot all about that! She laughed. You're the reason I don't wear yellow often. Well, you look better in blue anyway. Mom giggled back. Brings out your eyes. So how have you been? How's your sister? Shannon has four kids, all grown. None for me, but I'm sure you know that. I had no idea about your husband. I'm sorry. She replied, as though reporting a story. Thank you. You couldn't have known. But enough about the past. You have a question I need to answer, right? Mom asked. Oh, this is weird. Savannah smiled. I never imagined I'd be having this conversation. Me neither. Mom giggled again. Savannah. Can you get any younger? 
Um, no. I wish I could. She answered. Didn't think so. I'd like to as well, Mom said. Well, then, if you're going to be in a relationship with my son, it will just have to be the way you are. I just want my boy to be happy, and he's been very happy with you. I'm not putting pressure on you, just saying that whatever you two want to happen, I'm okay with it. You realize what you're saying, don't you? Savannah grinned, looking like a huge weight had been lifted. Yes. Mom sighed. Go ahead. Have sex with my son. Talk about weird. I'm giving my childhood friend permission to do things a mother doesn't like to think of. Thanks, Mom. I laughed. I'll be home late. Have fun. I love you. She giggled, and the phone clicked off. I put it back in my pocket. Savannah was sitting, eyes unfocused, staring into the distance. She was deep in thought, and I let her have some time without forcing my way into the internal conversation. Eventually, she looked at me. So, where does that leave us? I asked. You know where I stand. It's up to you now. Come with me. She smiled, standing up decisively. We still need to talk, but I can think of a more comfortable place to do it. I was happy to fall in behind her, as she led us down the path into the ravine that brought us out near her house. We walked in silence most of the way, until we reached a log that crossed the small stream that resided in the bottom of the ravine. Serving as a footbridge, but quite narrow, it caused Savannah to pause and ask for my help. I held her hand, then scooped up socks to make the crossing myself. Once on the other side, I noticed her glance at our hands, and we walked the rest of the way side by side, still connected that way. As we picked our way along the path, she began to open up. Nick, I'm sorry. I hope you can forgive me. In retrospect, I can see how much I overreacted. It's just that I was already feeling very emotionally fragile, and then you tell me about your mother. It was just more than I could handle right then. Not your fault, of course, but it made me feel terribly embarrassed and old all at once, she explained. You're right. No one knows about any of this except us. You have to be someone's son, don't you? The fact that I know Daisy is only a problem if we let it be. I'm happy your mother is okay with us being together. By now we were almost to her door, and she waited until we stopped to unlock it before continuing. When we were apart, I was feeling ashamed, embarrassed, sad, lonely, and a little angry. After a few days, I finally realized that the solution to all of that unwanted emotion was you. If we were together, and I felt that way, I'd have you to hold me until I felt better. I had almost scraped up enough courage to tell you that today. She smiled. And then your mother told me she's okay with us being together. At least we don't have to deal with embarrassment. We were now inside the door, and it was closed. Will you say something, please? She gasped. You're mad at me, aren't you? I'm so sorry, Nick. I... I had her pinned to the back of the door, and was muffling her exasperation with a kiss. Her arms stopped gesturing, and came up around my neck, holding me in place. I could feel the negative emotions being swept aside in both of us. When we broke the embrace, her eyes fluttered open again, looking much happier. You're not mad? She whispered. Nope. Then why the silence? She asked. I was listening, and letting you get it out. I won't lie. 
I was mad a little, but that was just part of the initial shock. I told her. I could hardly expect you to respect my emotions if I don't respect yours. I understand how you felt, and I'm so happy we got through it. Together we can. She shut me up with a return kiss, dragging my face down and planting a good one on me. Her tongue was fully involved, putting an immediate end to all this talking. Right. I breathed as she let me go and backed away, heading towards the stairs. Where's Socks? Socks? A word from the kitchen told me where to find her, and I let her out into the yard. I already knew where I'd find Savannah. My dick was already stiffening as I raced upstairs to her bedroom, passing a few articles of her clothing along with way. I followed suit, shedding layers, and was down to my underwear by the time I rounded the corner into the empty bedroom doubt I could hear her in the bathroom, so I kicked off my shorts and opened the bedside cabinet to retrieve a raincoat. My cock was ready to go, standing at attention as I dressed it for duty. I sensed an audience and turned to see a stark naked savannah eyeing me hungrily. Roar! She giggled and pounced, her boobs bouncing crazily as she did her linebacker impression, bowling me over onto the bed. She pinned me down under an avalanche of passionate kisses, not to mention her bountiful chest. I didn't fight it. My hands found her hips, guiding her over the target zone that I could feel the heat of her pussy rubbing against the side of my shaft. She moaned softly and manipulated her supple hips expertly, managing to capture the head of my cock. A few more deft undulations had my erection sliding into her slippery opening. M. She moaned and pulled away from my lips. Just a sec. I watched her sit up high over me, lifting off my hard shaft. She smiled and ripped the condom off with an elastic snap, tossing the empty item over her shoulder. She wasted no time in resuming her task, dropping down on my cock, which slipped in smoothly. Bareback at last. Oh, that's much better. She sighed, grinding herself down eagerly. She sat back, arching her back, and thrusting her chest upward. I looked up through the valley of her cleavage and caught her eye. Remember what I told you about rubbers? She asked that I did. She had set the rule on our first day of intimacy. Rubbers were mandatory until we decided to stay together. I guess the decision had been made. I suppose we'll just have to stay together then. I smiled. Absolutely. She groaned, beginning to impale herself energetically. Absolutely. Indeed. The End